Wonderful morning once again. Welcome to another live broadcast. This is the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola and this is our Beyond Devotional segment. I want to specially welcome you this morning. This is a brand new day. This is the day of the Lord. This is a glorious day and of course is a day where we continue to look back and review many of the things the Father has spoken to us from the beginning of the year 2019 even as we get ready to press into 2020. Thank you for connecting this morning. Uh, we are going to continue to give thanks to God. In fact, this morning, I would like to quickly draw our attention to something that we often uh, uh, do, but don't have you know, uh, a clear understanding and the power of, you know, of that act. We want to talk about amen, the place or the power of thanksgiving. It's important that we remind ourselves, amen, that one of the virtues, one of the quality, amen, of a solid Christian life is the ability to be grateful. Gratitude is part of our spiritual work, is part of our spiritual makeup, and is part of that which heaven, amen, has committed into our hands as principle of development and pressing into newness and new day. There's no way we can continue to press further in the things of God if we cannot look back and give thanks to the things that has been given to us, to the things that we have learned, to the things we've acquired, and to the things, amen, the Lord is about to do in our lives. So this morning we are going to look into the concept of thanksgiving, appreciation, amen, and just, you know, bless the Lord and glorify his name. And this is not just something that, you know, I, I'm looking at with such a light heart. You know, this is something that I, I personally, you know, I, I do, you know, giving thanks and appreciation has become part of my own spiritual culture. In fact, anybody who knows me, I mean, they will tell you that if, if there's somebody who is quick to say thank you, I'm the one. I, I, I've learned because of, you know, the, the, the ways of how the Father has, you know, dealt with me in my spiritual walk. And uh, in life, generally, right, when you grow up in a, in a very challenging uh, environment and you learn to appreciate, right, you can, you can learn to be very bitter, but you can also learn or grow to appreciate him in every step, everything that all right, the, the Lord has done in your life. And I choose to, to, you know, to appreciate life. And that's, that's something that did not come, you know, that didn't just happen by, you know, by the fact, you know, by the desire that I, I you know, I, I want it to happen. It came through, you know, many challenges, many experience and many, you know, uh, um, dealings. And in one of, you know, the dealings of God in my life, I realized that I can be very, you know, uh, uh, grateful to God for, you know, for giving me life and for, you know, uh, bringing me through the things that he brought me through, the, you know, and, and to me, that is something that personally I love. I love the power of appreciation. In fact, I've tried to build that into, you know, into my children, all right, that, you know, saying thank yous. You know, that's magic word, please and thank you, you know, has become something that I have tried to teach them. We've tried to build into their, into their lives, all right? And it's something that I will continue to do until my, my you know, my departure from the earth, all right? If that's the will of the Lord. So, so I, I want to be able to, you know, live in that atmosphere while I'm pressing into newness in the Father and talking about great things and, and great move and, you know, places to conquer, mountains to conquer, 
but I also want to live in that realm, in that you know position of life where I can say thank you, Lord, for you know my mistakes. Thank you, Lord, for you know the new things that I've learned, for maturity, for development. I can say thank you, Lord, for you know uh, the things that you have done for me. You know, there's so many things you know to 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 thank God for. So many things. And like I said, we're not just trivializing this. Time. And I'm not just saying this because, well, it's end of the year. Yes, it's end of the year and we need to give thanks to God. But this is not just another addition of, okay, what, what are we supposed to be doing at this time around? We need to just give thanks to God. This is not tradition to me. Like I said, this, this concept of life, in fact, has become so part of my life that I hardly talk about it and i think that is that is also a mistake because if if something has become so real to you well yes you manifest it but you also need to talk about it because there are people there out there who take things like this for granted there's so many things all right that we believe in god for with so many things we want god to do in our life there's so many things we praying for every day there's so many things that we are interceding for but guess what as as powerful as our prayer amen so is our thanksgiving so is our thanksgiving. And there are various ways that we can give thanks to God. In fact, if you begin to track amen, the, the environment that Jesus grew up, that was an environment amen, of, of, the, of, you know, of the Jewish culture, which you know, thanksgiving is very much part of the structure. All right, Giving thanks, growing in appreciation is part of the Jewish culture. But beyond the Jewish culture, I mean, I grew up in, an, in, in a culture, in the Yoruba culture, all right? Thanksgiving, giving thanks, appreciation, and, and honor is part of the culture. You have to do it. We don't take things for granted. We don't take people for granted, all right? We don't take situations for granted. If they will give you things, you don't take it for granted. You must learn to appreciate. It must become part of who you are, what you do, amen? Part of the very structure that defines your personality, all right? Uh, when I came to South Africa, I, I discovered that at least in the environment that I was, you know, exposed to, you know, I discovered that it's, it's a difficult thing for people to give thanks. It's a difficult thing, all right, for people to come back and say thank you or to appreciate you or even to do it openly. And I know sometimes many of the people, all right, maybe in their heart they do really appreciate, you know, maybe what somebody has done for them or what you've done for them. But they hardly, you know, come out and really open their mouth and, you know, express it, all right, and say, look, I really must say thank you for what you have done, all right. And I think that is something that, you know, uh, needs to be corrected, all right. And I'm not generalizing it. I know that, you know, there are people that I've met in this nation that are very, 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 you know, uh, are conscious of, you know, of this quality of life to give thanks, to appreciate, you know, to look at you straight in the face and say, thank you for what you have done, man of God. Thank you for, you know, what you have done, Isaiah, and, and things like that. All right. I, 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 because, in fact, I've got a friend who is very, very keen into that. All right. I, you know, Apostle Winston Daniels is very good when it comes to the concept of appreciation. And he's spoken so much on that. And that is something that I really thank God for, you know, for the kind of grace and wisdom and spiritual understanding that God, you know, has 
has brought into the life of this powerful man of God, which I would recommend his material. All right, if if, if you are if you're listening to me and you you really want to build your spiritual capacity, you want to have spiritual understanding, you want to have clear insight into how to grow in life. Well, Apostle Winston Daniel is is a man you need to look for. All right, you need to look for his material. I'm sure you can connect with him. Uh, he's 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 not uh, uh, visible on, on Facebook, but he has a, you know a very you know a, a committed online you know work on on WhatsApp, right? But sometimes we do share his material, but you can look for him. You can Google his name, and I'm sure you'll be able to connect with his material. So this morning we want to deal with the with the concept of thanksgiving even in the place of prayer yes remember our life amen ought to be a reflection of prayer everything that we do is capture in the spirit of prayer so when we say prayer by now i'm sure you know that we're not just talking about you know petitioning god and interceding you know and all that and all the ideas that we have developed when it comes to prayer prayer to us is a life is a flowing of a life is a river that flows out of us amen yes it's communing with god yes is is communicating with god yes is 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 bringing our request and an intercession amen before the lord yes is is making demand yes is is pressing into spiritual things but prayer also is a flow of our spiritual life is a flow of our spiritual being amen is is our life being poured out amen you know into realms into into regions amen it's us standing on behalf of god amen it's us standing and hearing from god and allowing the heart of god amen to be revealed amen into the air, into the air into the atmosphere or into our environment amen so it's it's a it's a good thing to begin to see prayer beyond just all right some religious you know ritual some traditional you know devotion no we have to come into that concept of a life that prayer is all that we are it's all that the father amen has designed for us to represent to reflect to manifest amen and to birth in the earth right it, it's a place where spiritual things happen amen the place of prayer is a place where spiritual things happen is a place where we get imparted is a place where we get transformed is a place where we get translated if you will is a place where we have insight clarity understanding is a place of divine engagement but muscle is a place amen of divine you know knowledge but beyond this it's also a place of appreciation is a place of thanksgiving and i'm going to be showing you one or two scriptures in fact i'm going to be show, showing you two scriptures and we're going to look at those two scriptures and we're going to pray and just bless the lord this morning for all that he has done for us amen from the beginning of the year 2019 january amen till this very day all right the 22nd amen of the month of december 2019 we're just few uh, uh, days away, amen, to, you know, the end of the year and great things we are already looking forward to, amen, to happen, to begin to pan out in 2020. Like we have said before, 2020 is going to be a year of development for us. It's going to be a year of apostolic development. It's going to be a year, amen, of the comeback of the ecclesia. Yes, it's going to be a year of the comeback of the ecclesia. It's going to be a year of realignment. It's going to be a year of engagement. But most is going to be a year, amen, of development. It's from that position of development that we're going to move further, all right? Like we've been saying for a while, there's so many things that, you know, it's not looking right that needs to be fixed in the church. And the, the, when you talk about fixing, you only need men that have been equipped for it, all right? When, when things are terrible, when things get to that point where they are 
critical bad all right you need the best of hands i, I remember the, the the concept jesus gave to us all right when you know the, the bible gave us this uh, the this uh, um, analogy of you know men sleeping all right and the enemy came and so tars and so kinds of ungodly perverted wickedness amen among the right seed the bible says and 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 uh, and the two began to grow together and and you know and the servants of you know the this owner of the farm came and said master well we don't know what happened while we were sleeping the enemy must have invaded all right our our farm and saw all these unperverted things now they're growing together should we uproot them the master of the house says no you don't do that you must let them grow together all right until the harvest until the seasons of the harvest friends we are in that day we are in the seasons of the harvest now in the seasons of the harvest you need you know qualified well-skilled mature harvesters now i live in a wine 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 uh, 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 community right and i've learned you know by just watching people some of these guys who who go to harvest you know the you know the you know the the, the the grapes at the vineyards. I mean, it's amazing the kind of skill these people have. All right, you would just assume that it's just to plug this. Even the way they grow this, you know, the the the, the vineyards. Everything is done skillfully. I mean, there are people that have been skilled in the art of pl planting. All right, you know, grapes, different types of grapes. Now, when you look at the pe people that have been, you know, prepared to, you know, to harvest, this is a way they do it. All right, so that you know you 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 prepare for next year, and I mean it's just you know you know is 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 a job of skill, the cutting, the trimming, all that. I mean, this is a some this is something that the Father revealed to us. You know, in fact, Jesus revealed this in 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 John. You know, uh, uh, um, John fifteen. You know, looking at our life, Amen. As 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 a, as a as a vineyard. Right? that the father continually trims so that we can bring forth much fruit i mean i mean i've seen this firsthand i mean i see this every day well not every day but most time when we're out you know you you're walking or you know you're driving around you can see it's a beautiful scenario and when you look at the vineyard i mean it's beautiful but that beauty amen is maintained through skillfulness of hands skillfulness of hand and i think that's an idea that's a, because i mean the you know the jewish culture you know they they are known amen for you know for producing wine right and the bible speaks so much about that so we need to look at all these things and and find you know pattern of of life right so we we believe in the lord to allow us to understand amen some principle that will help us to become better in in our engagement with with life with ourselves with our family with our homes with community amen this is a period amen where we must give thanks so we want to look into this you know concept this morning and i hope that this will kind of you know awaken somebody's spirit will jeer you up will put you in a position where you will understand that life is not just about being ambitious about just pursuing things about yes you want to make it it's good to to be driven it's good to have passion amen that's what we encourage but it's also good to stop you see you cannot give you cannot give thanks when you are not focusing when you're not you know you know taking stock when you're not you know you know pausing and waiting and and, and meditating you see thanksgiving comes with an with a kind of a you know an attitude it, you, you can be giving thanks to somebody and be walking away 
No, you have to look at that person. There has to be a stop. There has to be, a, you know, a contact of eyes, if you will. There has to be, you know, you know, a flow. You, you have to be, you have to mean what you're saying. Thanksgiving is not just about words, right? I think that's something else we need to look at. It's not just about saying something. It's about an attitude. It's a character. It's a value that you're showing, amen? It, it's, it's a sign of respect. It's, it's, it's a reflection, amen, of dignifying someone, amen? Somebody does something to you you want to appreciate that person some go to give thanks all right with a gift all right they go to give thanks with a gift they go to give thanks with gift because you know you 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 recognize what this person has done and and that takes revelation all right it it, it takes revelation that it's not just about what you have not received it's about so many things that you have received that you don't even know amen that you are not even aware of there are so many things, amen, that the Lord has, has done in our life and has used people, amen, to, to, to do in our life that we have even forgotten, that we take for granted, all right? So Thanksgiving is a point where we stop, amen, and begin to recollect and begin to review. It's a place where we, we, we you know, we put, we put a stop to our work, to our journey, amen. We take that moment, we take, you know, that moment, and it should not just be a momentary thing. It should be an attitude, continual thing we do, amen, you know, or, or regularly that we stop and we say, thank you. You know, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, thank you, Father, for giving me a brand new day. All right. That's why you you will you will hear me most time when I'm introducing Amen myself. You know, on, on our live broadcast, I always say thank you, Father, for you know it's a new day. You've given us a new day, indeed. Because listen to this: if 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 we're not given Amen the, the privilege, it's a privilege. If we're not given the privilege to wake up to see a brand new day, whatever inspiration, whatever desire, whatever vision, whatever it is that we we claim we want to do, carry out, Amen. It's impossible because the one who wakes up or who wakes up, who gave us, amen, a new day, gives us the opportunity, amen, to pursue all those things. So it's just right. It's just the right thing, amen, to, 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 to give thanks, to wake up and bless his name first before we do any other thing. Before we do any other thing, to say thank you, Lord, thank you. And that should not just be some, you know, religious, you know, uh, uh, verbalization. It should not just be some ritual. It should be something we mean from the heart. And I believe that the more we, we are more conscious of a life, of an attitude, amen, of a belief system that is established and, you know, entrenched in thanksgiving, I believe that the more the Lord, amen, will, will, will reveal to us and even do in our life. The Father appreciates, the Lord appreciates, amen, a company of them that do thank him, that do, amen, I, I come back to appreciate, amen, what, you know, has been done for them, what has been given to them, amen. There's so many things. I mean, I can look back and, and begin to at least touch on one or two things that the Lord has done in my life, in my family, in the work he has assigned me to carry out in this in this nation, amen, and beyond. I can begin to thank God. I mean, this year alone, we faced so many challenges. There were so many challenges that this ministry particularly faced that people don't even know about, right? All right, there was, I mean, for about, about three months, we could not we could not do, you know, live broadcasts, you know, because we had to go through all kinds of challenges, 
So, I mean, we, we, we were at a point where we could no longer afford to, you know, pay for, you know, the, 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 the platform that we're using for, you know, our audio broadcasts, you know, podcasts and things like that. that. That was a challenging period for me, you know, but somehow the Lord brought us out of that. So many things that one can look back to that, you know, you would think, wow, could this just be the end? So many things. And yet the Lord brought us out and, and, and began to show us new direction, all right, new direction. Right. Sometimes God might not just fix that old thing all right, that you, you want him to fix, but he brings new direction, he brings new platform, he brings new idea, new re- reality, and, and I thank God for that. So we want to look at the scripture this morning. Let's start with Philippians chapter, chapter 4. Chapter 4, all right, we're going to look at 5 and 6. It says, let your gentleness be, be apparent to all. In other words, let your gentleness be be revealed. Let your gentleness, gentleness is a character, amen. He said, let your gentleness, amen, be revealed to to all. He said, for the Lord is near. So as we we advance the day of the nearness of the Lord, we have to constantly develop an attitude, a character life, amen, a belief, amen, that is built on the values of gentleness. Why? Because we're going to be facing aggression, there's going to be, you know, the, 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 the impact, the revelation, the manifestation of aggression. Aggression is one of the manifestations, one of the character, amen, that is, that is revealing the days of the end. Particularly from, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the powers of darkness. They're going to be attacking. And we're seeing that, or we're already seeing that, all right? So we have to have that spirit of gentleness. Gentleness does not mean that amen, you are taken for a ride. It means that everything you do, even if you don't agree with what somebody amen, is saying, you need to have that. It's, 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 it's a value. It's something that you have to develop. It's an attitude we have to develop. You have to cultivate this character. Amen. It says, let your gentleness, gentleness be apparent to all. The Lord is near. I like that. Here is where we're going. Verse 6. Verse 6 of that scripture says, Be anxious for nothing. <clears throat> be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. But prayer and petition with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. It's a present your request to God. So thanksgiving is part of our spiritual makeup. Thanksgiving is part of our day-to-day, amen, life. It's something that we do on a regular basis. It's something that must become part of our life, all right? It's something that must become part of who we are. It says, with thanksgiving, your request be, be petitioned to God, amen, with thanksgiving, you see. So, thanksgiving is, 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 a, is, a, is, an, is an attitude, amen, of appreciating, amen, that that the Lord, amen, would do what he has promised, amen. It's, 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 it's a sense of knowing, acknowledging that because he is God, he is good, because he is all-knowing, amen, that you know that he would do what he needs to do. And so, you, 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 even before he does that thing, you give him thanks, amen, beforehand. You honor him, you praise his name, you, you glorify him. It's, 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 a, it's a spirit that releases, amen, the joy of God, that releases, amen, the peace of God. It's a spirit that releases, amen, faith into our life, that when we begin to honor and give thanks to God, all right, I'm trying to capture that, that, that spirit of thanksgiving. It, it comes from a position that you acknowledge that he is God, that he is great, amen, that he is sovereign, all right, that even in your 
coming to him in, in your petitioning, in, in your request, amen, that you can still, you know, you have to have an understanding of kingship and lordship which is something today many don't don't understand all right when we talk about kingship we only watch it amen on in you know on movies you know hollywood defines to what what kingship is you know why because the concept of monarchy amen is something that is that is no longer being practiced in fact it's just one or two places that you you hear okay that the, the the idea of the monarch all right uh, we live in in a, in a democratic society today where you know the values that we learn that that we that we acquire and develop amen, in in the culture of of a monarch all right is no longer there that you acknowledge one person to be you know to be a lord to be you know to be king amen to to have this power to have this position of authority all right and in that position of power and authority he exercises it amen with all restraint and constraint and, and, and he's our subject, amen, they're there and they, they listen, they watch and they learn and, and, and they honor, all right, that position, all right, that's, that's a different world. We don't live in that world today. We live in a world where people can, you know, you know, throw stones of words to their president, all right? We live in a world today where people can abuse authority, all right? And they say, well, it's democratic. We live in a world today where, uh, you know, anybody can just say whatever they want to say, all right? In the name of freedom and democracy. I mean, that is not a world that I think will last in terms of the values of men. Because if you live in a world where, all right, there, there are no concept of an authority does not have to mean amen, that it has to be abused. Because I think that is something that we've conflicted today. That anytime we talk about authority, what comes to mind is abuse. Is, is somebody taking advantage? Is that leader all right, misusing his authority? Because that's what we've seen. Yes, that's what we've seen. Because when we, when we talk about democracy and all that we, you know, we think about, amen, is about freedom. Freedom. Without talking about responsibility. Without talking about our, you know, our roles. Amen. The roles we all must play. Amen. In in guarding, safeguarding, amen, in, in, in building, amen, in imparting the right system, the right values in development, all right, that development cannot happen at any level without a sense of order, without the sense of leadership, without the sense of structure, without the sense of, of management. And not that talk about management it goes beyond just managing people. We have to manage character. We have to manage attitude. We have to manage beliefs, values. We have to manage amen, integrity. So many things that we need to consider now. Those things are being washed away in a day where people don't even want the idea of truth. Because you can't even begin to talk about leadership. You can't begin to talk about integrity and leadership if you are eroding truth. Because truth is the foundation that defines the solid, you know, uh, 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 framework that we build on. The moment we remove truth from our life, truth from our home, truth from anything, all right, it is truth that allow our conscience, amen, to continue to beat to us doing the right thing. Now, one of the things society are trying to do today, amen, is to destroy truth. When you destroy truth, amen, you kill conscience. When you kill conscience, amen, anything goes. Now, that is the world we live in. So, so coming to an understanding, amen, of why we must give thanks. We first of all need to recognize the concept of, of order, amen, of authority. 
It takes, it takes a sense of authority to give thanks. It takes a sense of respect, dignity to give thanks. All right? We live in a world where you know, people live in this idea of entitlement. That I mean, anything sh they want. Sh now, I tell my children, no, you can't just demand. In, the, in our house, we don't demand things. We please ask. And when we receive, we say thank you. We, we, we ask, amen, with, 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 you know, with an attitude, amen, of, 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 res, of respect. It has to be so. Sometimes it's going to take a while to build it, but you have to be aware of it and you have to build it. Because, one, listen, once the home front is destroyed, which is what the devil is doing right now, the devil, amen, is not just attacking just institutions out there, he's attacking homes, all right? And he will use all kinds of false, you know, beliefs, false values out there to penetrate our, our home. So you have to build I mean, that, that bulwark. You have to build that wall, if you will. You have to build a strong gate that certain things I mean, are not, you know, uh, allowed into your, into your space, into your home. So in my home, I mean, we talk about Thanksgiving. We deal with Thanksgiving. Sometimes my children, they forget. And I say, so what, what's that magic word? Oh, daddy, please, can I have something? Oh, I, I didn't hear. Please. All right, what's going on? Yes, they correct themselves. So we, because we forget, we all forget. But we need to remind ourselves on, on a regular basis, amen. Thanksgiving is part of how we must engage the things of God, amen. Don't bump into the things of the Spirit. Don't make demand. You know, some people believe that they, because their son's in the house, so they can just make demand. And that's an attitude I've seen today, amen. Just, just as we sit in homes, today is manifesting in the church. We can make demand on the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, move. Do whatever. You know, just do this. We cannot. We can live in an attitude, an atmosphere where we command the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. He is God. He is the third person of the Trinity. And we just want to come. Now move in your power. Ah, who gave you such position of authority to command the Holy Spirit to move in his power. We have to, we have to walk with him. We have to track with him. Amen. We have to see. Jesus said, only what I see my father do, amen, I carry out. So for you to even begin to demand, you must have sight to know that this is what the father, amen, you know, wills, he desire. All right. So these are part of the, you know, things, we model of life we want to build even as we press into 2020. That we don't just want to live our life, amen, in a state of assumption or presuming. We want to track with God, walk with God, understand, amen, how he, you know, the things of God must become the value system that drives, amen, our character, our attitude, our belief system, our values, the things of God. When we read the word of God, the word of God must not just be letter. We must try to Bring that word we've written, amen, that we have read to become life. The word became flesh and dwell among men. All right. So the scripture says, amen, but don't be anxious for, no, for nothing. He says, excuse me, he said, be anxious for nothing. Yes. He said, but in everything, in everything, in everything, by prayer, in everything. Think about that. In everything, excluding nothing, in everything, by prayer and petition, in everything. You know, sometimes we forget that the Lord wants us to engage him in prayer in everything, in everything. <laughs> you know, you can't be even begin to imagine, you know, certain things that comes to your mind. Yes, he says in everything. And, and you know, when you do that, people think you're spooky. Uh, but, but guess what? You're obeying the word of God. And I try to do that sometimes. I know I don't do that in everything. All right, God forgive me, Lord, <laughs> have mercy on me. But guess what? You, you, you try to 
communicate in everything. So that's why we say that prayer is not just, you know, because when we say in everything we must pray, it would be crazy for you to be running around before you want to do something, go pray. No, it's talking about having that connect, open, connected attitude, that open portal attitude, amen, that you can, you know, the Bible says that the king was asking Nehemiah, okay, so what what do you want me to do regarding this, you know, petition, this request you're asking? The Bible says, and Nehemiah prayed while he was before the king. That's that's a different level of prayer. I mean, you're answering the king, but the Bible says he prayed. So how did he pray? All right? Because if you're praying there before you answer the king, then that would be seen as, you know, as, as disrespecting the king. But the Bible says he prayed. So we have to have that connection in the spirit. Where before we do anything, we're connected with God. We're relating. We're trying to hear. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're trying to pick his, 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 his mind, his will, his plans, his desire. That as you do that, amen, then you can speak into the things, amen, that needs to be addressed in the natural. So, so prayer, amen, our life is a two-way thing, amen. One is connected to God. The other, amen, is dealing with the issues of life. You're connected to God, but you're also dealing with issues in the human realm. Amen. You're on the mountain, but you're also dealing with issues, amen, in the valley realm. Amen. Son of man, can this bone live? All right. So you are hearing God, but you're also seeing things in the human realm. Amen. That that is beg, you know, begging for answer, begging for, you know, a, 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 a change. So you're hearing God. What you hear is what you execute. That is a good example, amen, of how our prayer life should be panning out. And that's what we want to we want to do, want to develop, amen, that, you know, we can hear God. I, 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 you know, a few days ago, I, I was counseling, you know, uh, two people. While, you know, uh, we were, were discussing, I, I, as usual, I said to them, let's, before we even go into, you know, uh, this discussion, can, can we pray? Can we pray? Because I understand that it's in prayer that I connect, you know, with the heart of God, with the mind of God. If you want, amen, your, your spiritual antenna, all right, your spiritual radar to see things that you, you would not naturally or normally see or maybe you're not seeing, just just switch into, into, in, into the prayer mode. Switch into prayer mode because the prayer mode is a prophetic mode. You see, the moment you start praying, suddenly the Lord starts speaking to you because you see that's that's one thing about prayer you pray God speaks back to you you pray God speaks back to you heaven connects back to you immediately immediately all right the answer may not be immediately but you're gonna at least you, you're gonna begin to hear you're gonna begin to have you know clarity you begin to sense things you begin to pick things in the spirit at least that's how that's what happens to me all right so while you know, I was praying. Suddenly, the Lord starts speaking to me about you know the issues that they've been, they've, they've, they've brought before us that we need to deal with, and you know I just start speaking. Yes, I'm praying, but I'm speaking. I'm praying, but I'm speaking because you see, to me, prayer is not it's not something you do in just one closet. It's not something you do secretly somewhere. All right, to me, prayer has become a life. The Bible says we must pray continually. All right, so our life must become amen, a platform, a, you know, a pillar, a, a reflection, amen, a standard of what prayer, what prayer is, what prayer is, what prayer should manifest. So he says, in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, you give thanks to him who has done something or who is about to do something. You appreciate the fact that you can communicate, you can connect, the fact that you can bring your petition, the fact that something has been done, has been given, you have received something, amen. You're coming back to say thank you. It says, with 
thanksgiving. You give it. Thanks is what you give. Amen. In what has been given to you. For what has been done. Amen. For you or to you. Thanks is what you give back to God. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right, and that's an attitude beyond just words. Amen. It means that you you are aware of what has been done for you. You are aware that there is someone greater. You are aware that a gift has been given to you. You are aware that life was given to you. You are aware that you, <clears throat> amen, that you have been blessed. You are aware, amen, that the anointing to do what you've you've done, amen, it, it comes from somewhere. You are aware that you've been resourced. You are aware that God has placed certain people into your life, amen, to assist you to help you to build you all right you're aware that the children heaven amen has given to you amen it's 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 an honor it's a gift so you're giving thanks you're giving thanks amen that where you're staying regardless of how difficult the challenges are you're aware amen that you've been brought into that moment into that space amen for for a, for a reason so you give thanks all right it takes revelation to give thanks to god it takes sight it takes you know humility it takes an understanding it takes a sense amen of appreciation amen not 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 this mindset of entitlement amen that that is challenging that is buffeting society today we cannot live amen in within the mindset of an entitlement and really grow in the things of god no we're going to remain in that position amen of of childish childishness all right because it's children that sometimes you give things to they just walk away because they feel well it's it's your duty to do that, that, that thing it's your duty to give all right they just you're a, they take that thing and what no you have to correct them you say come no it doesn't work that way what do you say all right so people that are not growing are those amen who have refused who are who have refused to stay in that level amen because they are not seeing the things amen uh, that god has given to them amen and therefore it becomes challenging for them to appreciate god thank you so much family this more for, for connecting really appreciate it all right so it becomes difficult for them to give thanks to god so we have to we have to develop amen a lifestyle of seeing the things that amen we have the people that are in our life amen you know our, our job career you know our family children husband wife amen colleague ministry whatever it is you know a, a career we have to see that as a gift from god and what you give back to god is thanks that's why it's, that's why it's called thanksgiving you give thanks you give thanks. Don Moyle, you know, sang that beautiful song about Thanksgiving. I give thanks. We have to develop an attitude of life. All right. No matter as long as we have breath, we have, amen, the position. We are placed in the position to give thanks. No matter where you are. Somebody can be in the hospital this morning. Your leg is hanging up or your arms hanging up or, you know, you're in, you're in pain. You can still give thanks to God because the situation could have been worse. All right. So we have to, it's a, like I said, it's an attitude we have to develop. And when you develop the attitude of thanksgiving and you, you always amen, reflect in thanksgiving, you always act in thanksgiving, guess what? You're creating room for more. You're creating room for God to do more things in your life, for God to bring you to a greater position, amen, for God to, you know, increase, amen, your, 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 your coast, for God to bless you the more, for God to impact your life because thanksgiving means that you you are a person amen, who appreciate. Appreciation is one of is one of the hallmark amen of maturity. Appreciation is one of the hallmark because to appreciate means to acknowledge. It means to acknowledge, to acknowledge people in your life, to acknowledge people who have enhanced you, who have blessed you, to acknowledge people who have helped you. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes I could remember 
my daughter sometimes when the mom you know is you know bathing in the bathroom then she's all appreciative she's saying to her thank you mommy for doing this for me all right for you know for providing for i mean she's still young nobody taught her that all right to you know to say things like that but i I'm, i've taught them to you know to be you know to you know to give thanks to to appreciate generally but then she's appreciating the fact that you know the mom provide this and add that for her, the bring, brought her into this world. I mean, that's something in an, in a different level for our, for our age. So, so if you create an environment, amen, where you know your children do not develop, you know, that sense of entitlement, you're creating an environment, amen, that will be productive because productive people recognize, amen, that whatever has been given to them, whatever they have, amen. Not because they deserve to have it, but because, amen, of you know, uh, of of the influence of love, amen, and 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 grace, you know, and and you know, and 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 you know, fa fa fatherliness. All right, when God placed a father in your life, when God placed you know someone in your life, a mother in your life, God placed you know uh, you know a boss in your life. It's important, amen, that we acknowledge. Why God has done what he has done. It's important that we acknowledge why God placed that person, that, you know, man, that woman in our life. And we need to give thanks to God, amen, for that. But we also need to, if we acknowledge what this person has done in our life, it's important that we also open our mouths. Like I said, it's something that I, I don't see in this part of the world. But where I come from, everything that is done to us amen we are we are we are we are demanded to appreciate it um, right it's it's a culture it, we, it's just part of who we are just like it's a biblical principle all right but in this part of the world it's something that i i don't see often like i said i've seen it in the life of one or two people and when i look into the life of those people it's because they have lived they're living their life outside the confines of the environment so there are certain things we need to develop amen that we may not necessarily get amen in our environment but they are necessary for for our spiritual you know growth and that's why we talk about the spirit of leadership all right leadership means that you live outside the confines amen of of, of your environment you see beyond the definition or amen of of where you are who you are in your environment leadership means that you can you can reach beyond amen the walls amen that limit you amen and call forth and receive capacity and grace and receive character and attitude that's why when god brings people into our life amen some of the people that we call foreigners all right there are things we can learn amen in their life there are character belief system attitude amen values that we can learn there are people god brings people into our life you know south africa is a place people are flocking into all right it's not all bad it's not it's, it's not all negative because some of those people amen that we come in contact with they come in with certain values yes some of them are good some of them are bad amen some of them are just not right all right we throw those bad ones away but look for the good ones amen when you see a foreigner who, who always express appreciation love love thanksgiving you give somebody you know somebody comes to work for you and 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 you pay that person let's say the the the, the, the job cost will, you know will cost about 50 no, no let's say 100 rand or 200 rand but you give that person 80 rand. I mean, this person doesn't mind to do the job for 80 rand. And this is not an abuse. But this person understands where he or she is coming, coming from that it's, it's difficult, all right, to get 50 rand. So you give that person an 80 rand. Yes, I know people take advantage of this in, in terms of work ethics. But this person takes this job, amen, for, do, does this job for 80 rand. 
and this person is all appreci appre appreciative. Thank you. Because that person understands what that what that that what that 80 rand will do. That person understands and appreciates God for it and appreciate you for it. And the same job you give to you know South Africa and somebody else who 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 says, I mean, well, well, in fact, I know I'm I'm supposed to be paid 150. In fact, I want 200. And even for that 200, you know, it takes a smoke break. After smoke break, then it takes a lunch break and, and all kinds of break. And you know, and the person still does not give you the best that you require from the job. And the person still get angry with you after you pay the person. What are you gonna do? It's going to be difficult for you to call that person back next time to do the job for you. Guess what? You you want to connect with a person who appreciates. And in fact, you want to pay that person more. It's an attitude. It's an attitude thing. Attitude defines and rules in the 21st century. Regardless of the character or belief system we claim we have or where we think we are born, if we don't have the right attitude, listen to this, our job is no longer limited to you know, the confines of our environment. The kind, of the, the kind of world we live in today will demand that we move from where we are, all right, to another place. And as you move into another place, you're moving into a different value system, into a different culture, into a different, you know, a, a way of life, all right? And if in that co concept of way of life, people there are respectful, but you come with an arrogant attitude, but you're skilled, you have skill, you know, you know the job, but you come with the wrong attitude. Guess what? They will have to let you go to get somebody else, all right? Who, because listen to this, in, even in business, people appreciate that you respect People appreciate that you honor. People appreciate, amen, that you that you that you keep the order of rank, all right. That you you don't look down, talk down to your boss, all right. You don't walk away, amen, when your boss is speaking. It's all part of an attitude system that we have to we have to build, amen. And these are all things that speak into how we appreciate, you know, things and people in our life, including God. We cannot appreciate God if we don't have a sense of honor, a sense of respect. Have you noticed that you cannot really say thank you to people that you don't respect? Even to children, if a child does something, give you something, or you know, you learn something from a child, guess what? You should be able to say thank you to that child because you're learning, you're developing something. That child has helped you to add to what you know. All right. That that child has given you something that you don't have. It's something you have to cultivate. But because we live in, a, in an environment that I say is is dis designed by an entitlement, partly because of where we come from. All right, particularly now in South Africa where everything is blamed on the past, is blamed on apartheid. Apartheid is not to be blamed for bad character, bad attitude, amen. Our family, our home front, amen, should be blamed. So if you don't have family who are teaching you, who are encouraging you to express, you know, thanks and appreciation. After all, we have people, amen, who also came out of the apartheid, you know, regime, amen, who, who went straight into business. And today many of those people, amen, are wealthy people, not because, amen, they, 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 they the, the government gave them a leeway, but because they learned something, but because while they were in that state of, of persecution, their parents, amen, taught them something, amen. They taught them how to respect, how, amen, to keep to time, how to, you know, do things right. 
I mean, the, our country today is collapsing because we have very weak people. We have people who don't want to walk. We have people who don't want to do what needs to be done. We have people who don't want to honor, who don't want to respect. We have people who, who, who have developed a sense of entitlement. It's, it's, it's only here. You can only do that within the four walls of South Africa. But if you begin to want to go out to other places, you want to venture into other society, community, it's going to be difficult because there are things that are done with standards of of respect, honor, dignity, all right, and appreciation. There are certain place when they tell you eight o'clock is eight o'clock, not eight thirty, not eight fifteen. So you get there eight fifteen. Sorry, you you will not be attended to. Because that is the culture, a culture of keeping to time. We have to develop this thing. It all speaks into what I'm talking about this morning. Learning to give thanks to God. Learning to appreciate. But you see, it, it, when you talk about appreciation, it doesn't just happen. If you have not developed, if, they are, if you have not been taught, if you have not grown in an environment amen, where you learn, to, to, to keep time, where you learn to honor, when you learn to, you know, pause and look at things and examine things and appreciate. I mean, we live in an environment today where, you know, uh, uh, your colleague, let's say, for example, shows you something, all right? And you go out there and take all the praise. While you're taking the praise, here's the colleague that helped you looking at you and you never say anything, you never refer, amen, that... The thanks you go to this person, this person. Now, that is something that I've seen, amen, in certain communities, certain, you know, a, a, a part of the world, that people will always take the praise accorded to them, given to them, to the people who deserve it. No, yes, you guys thought I'm the only one, or I did this thing, but here's the person who helped me. That is how we develop, amen. That is how we grow society. That is how we, we increase. But when you, when, you, when you have, you know, that attitude of, yes, yes, I did it. You see, you, you just want to shine alone. You want to, be, you see, with that kind of attitude, you will never be able to say thank you to other people because you're forever looking for opportunity to get things from people, to, you know, gather things from people just to, you know, give yourself another edge, just to give yourself another, you know, feather in your cap, just to give yourself another, you know, um, moving up in the ladder. But guess what? It's not going to last because the right attitude is to acknowledge if somebody has done something for you, that's why sometimes people feel embarrassed when I when I appreciate them when I because that's who I am. All right, when people when I get something from people, I learn something from people. I always refer to those people because the praise must go to them, not to me. We're not alone. So if we create that kind of lifestyle, that kind of belief system, guess what? We, 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 we contribute to the development of the world. We contribute to the development of other people's life. You know, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. That, I mean, there are people that you've imparted. There are people that have imparted your life. And you want to thank God for, the, for their life. You know, I could remember, was it two years ago? Was it two years ago? I can, yeah, I'm sure it was two years ago. I mean, I had to list the names of all the women that have imparted my life. All the women in life, in you know, my mom, you know, my wife, you know, and you know, other women who whose ministry I've learned from. Or I, had, I listed, I, I, I remember I listed their name and I posted it on Facebook because it's important that we acknowledge people in our life. All right. If God placed certain people in your life, they've done things for you. All right. It's important you let people know that this is this is the person who helped me. All right. It, it doesn't take it doesn't take your place. It doesn't take you, you know uh, you know the praise from you. It doesn't take amen the the the, the, the you know the. The, the blessing from you, neither does it take, amen, uh, you know, the, the position of honor out of your life. In fact, it 
add to your honor. If somebody does something, you know, for me, or except people say, I mean, and there are people who sometimes they bless you. They say, look, I don't want people to know. They just, please, this is just secret, all right? So, but I could remember back then in my place, I will, I will talk about it. I will, because I want people to know that this person is a good person. That person is a good person. And that's what the scripture says. When somebody is good to you, you should amen, show it. You should let the, you should, in fact, you should announce it. That is not trying to announce what the person has done, but you're trying to elevate the people. Because see, listen to this. Values amen, are established in people. And the only way other people will know that that person is a person of value, is a person of honor, is when other people talk about it. Just like amen, the, the, you know, people will talk about you. They will talk about you behind you. We should talk about people, amen, in their goodness before others. That's in fact that is one way, amen. We can we can we can shut down schism in the body of Christ. And you know, people talking about each other. No, when we highlight the good the good things that people have done to us, all right. If 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 your wife has done something good, talk about it to others. If your husband, amen, has done something good to you, talk about it. Let other people know. If your child, you will see, I will always use my children. If your child has done something good, talk about it. That is a way you are value, you are increasing their value, all right. You don't want to you don't want to drop the values amen of people in your life you don't want to drop that value no you want to enhance it you want to increase it so talk about it amen and also tell them tell them tell them all right you know you did this for me you did this to me and i appreciate you for you know for it thank you thank you for doing thank you for giving me that thing thank you for you know you you, you know we take people for granted we take things, we take people for granted. We were walking yesterday, you know, at the back of our house here, just doing some, you know, pave, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it now? Trying to build, build like a like a wall. All right, my, my my back is still sore because I was I was the apprentice helping this this guy, this you know, a uh, 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 laborer that came to walk. I was the one carrying stone and all that. This morning, I, I couldn't just move, but I thank God that I'm here. So while we're doing that, of course, you, this guy's mixing the cement and all that. And, we, you know, water. So I'm asking, I'm screaming. They say, Samuel, open the tap. And, I, and I'm, you know, at, at a point I said to myself, Isaiah, but you're not even saying thank you. So I had to correct myself. Thank you for closing the tap. Thank you for opening. All right. So they know. You see, what you say and what you do becomes part of you know the belief system part of the value system that a child grows with if you don't respect your child the child will never grow not just to respect you but to respect his or herself and to respect others you have to show respect amen to children Amen. People who abuse children is is because they themselves have been abused. If you look at ninety nine percent of people who are who are abusing children, if you check their life, it's because they themselves have been abused. It's because while they were growing, nobody affirmed them, nobody told them, Amen, how important they are. Nobody said thank you to them. I can't remember. I could not remember growing up. I couldn't remember growing up. Somebody saying thank you to me. You see, so all that I know and I'm preaching today are things that I learned. You see, this is what. You know, Christianity brought into my life. Even though I grew up, grew up in an environment that is very respectful, I mean, thank God that added to me because it's a general environment thing. You see, if you grew up in a, in a particular environment that talks about certain things or expresses certain things, that thing automatically becomes part of your life. So respect is part of my life because I grew up in an environment where respect is number one. 
We don't talk down on our elders. We don't call them by name, all right? If they are older than us, we use sir. If they are, if they are woman, we use ma, all right? We don't, we don't say John. We don't, no. We respect people. That's part of the environment I come from, all right? When an elder comes into, 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 into the house, or right? maybe a guest elder comes into the house, the children, they give space, they don't sit there and look, you know, into the into 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 the eyes of the, the, the you know this elderly person, and they don't you know get into the conversation except they are invited. All right, so there is there is there is respect, there is honor, there is there is dignity. Okay, yes, when elders are eating, all right, the, the children go somewhere else except all right. There, there's a big table where everybody can sit down to eat. All right, that's part of the culture. You see, when you have when you grow in a culture, all right, that. That, 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 that reflects, you know, uh, respect, dignity. It becomes part of your life. You don't have to learn it. It's just part, you see, because we're a product of the environment we grew up. Now, if you grew up in an environment where, all right, you, you, everybody scream and shout at themselves, all right? Everybody smokes, everybody drinks, and they don't even mind if the children are there, all right? That becomes part of your life. In fact, that is the same thing you're going to do, except you collide with God. <laughs> except you collide with God. Environment, amen, reproduces itself in us. Environment reproduces itself in us. So I grew up in that environment, all right? But you can also have that kind of environment and can also have um, the, 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 the abusive side of it to the point that, all right, while you are showing, you know, love and respect and dignity to the point that you no longer see that you need to also express the same love and dignity and respect to children. All right? And that's something that I saw that was extreme, at least in the environment I grew up from. All right, Because I never met somebody, who, an elder person, who says to me, thank you so much. In fact, what they do back then is when, when a child you know, that stands on, on a point that is very truthful, that is very real, a child stands on that point. All right. And that child finally, I mean, things finally happen and they realize that child was, you know, was correct. They never go back to the child, you know, to say, you know, I was wrong. You were right. Now, that is something that I learned. But I didn't grow up with that kind of understanding that you go back and say, you know what? I was wrong. And I had to when when my children are arguing with me or they they trying to prove a point about something and I'm trying to be father here, you know, and suddenly I realize, but well, wait a minute, they're right. I say you're wrong. I go back to them, and I acknowledge, you know, my 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 wrong side, and acknowledge that they're right, and I'm sorry, and we move on. You see, that that builds that builds the capacity in them. That builds a sense of confidence. We want to raise children who have confidence. To have confidence, we have to train them. We have to build that into them. Now, I was never raised to have confidence. You understand? So the values that I'm teaching today are values that I've, 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 I've drawn from the word of God, but also by just growing and learning from other people and seeing how other people do, do things, you know, reading, you know, far and wide, looking at cultures in different, I mean, like Chinese people, as much as we, I mean, personally, I hate the, the Chinese government way of doing things, but I love the Chinese culture. There are two different things. The government, the culture of the government, all right, is basically domineering. You want to take over the world. You want to prove a point to the Americans and the rest of the world. You just want to take over, all right? You want to be the next superpower. That's a wrong value system. But the culture of respect and dignity in the Chinese, I love it. So that's why it's important to read. And you see, sometimes culture, that's why when you meet a, a born-again Chinese, my word, my word, 
they are highly disciplined but they are also on fire for god you 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 cannot i mean somebody like watch my knee i mean i grew up reading watch my knees book i mean you can see you can see i mean i can see when when i read books i can see the culture all right from where that person is writing from because you see even in our revelation about the things of god our culture amen impacts our revelation impact our understanding of spirituality if you if you if if, if let me give a word if you're growing in a south african kind of environment and you really want to be a, you know a strong christian you have to live your, your life outside the borderline of of the culture that have been presented and I'm not speaking generally, but, but mostly the culture that has been pre 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 presented to the people is loose. It doesn't allow you to have a strong, you know, you know spiritual value system. All right? if, you, if you come from a place like China right now, you're Christian. My God, you're going to have a strong value Christian culture. If you come from America, all right, and you have not lived outside the border of America, you're going to have a weak Christian culture. Not this, not what I'm saying. Every society, amen. Every society that, 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 you know, uh, yes, let me, let, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me leave it that way. Every society, amen, imparts, imparts, amen, their, 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 their values, amen. Even in, even within the faith of the, of, you know, of the people. In other words, society can impart how you see, how you view things, how you understand the things of God. Yes, yes, that is something that I've been talking about for many years. And that's why today people will look at me and say, but you, you don't look like a Nigerian. You don't sound like a Nigerian. I'm a Nigerian, amen. Full Nigerian. Love my country. Oh my good God, if there's anything I love, I love my country. I love Nigeria. I love the food. I love the vibe. I love the craziness of the people. The way, you know, a Nigeria is it's very difficult for you to get a Nigeria, amen, to be, to be sad. I mean, this person is going through all kinds of things, but this person would make a joke. I mean, that's, that's Nigeria for you. They will make a joke. Even when they're about to die, they will make a joke of everything. But, but guess what? There is corruption in my country. Yes, that's a that's a and why 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 is that corruption in Nigeria? Because is a is a is a is a society that people all right wants to everybody wants to make it that that you know ambitious you know thing you everybody wants to make it so so people if they can't make it through the right path they will go through the wrong path and because listen Nigerians most most Nigerians are youth they are young I mean you have mo most youth in Nigeria they I mean they, they the old people are their their days have gone you know old people from the 80s began to die you, you find most Nigerians today most Nigerians today they are under 50 40 45 50 most Nigerians at least 80 percent of Nigerians are youth so what do you expect in in such a society where you they're hitting about two mil, 200 million you know people population 200 million what do you think amen such energy such youthfulness will do if you can't provide them job if you cannot provide them employment guess what they will they find their own way and that's why you find a lot of them they're into 419 they're into you know scheming they're into all kinds of false false things they're into you know using church for business all kinds of things you will find but guess what if you also meet the good nigerians they're the best people you can meet but i love the vibe i love the way they just you know you know nigerians are loud you, you understand you see i had to learn all that and I had to become the opposite of it. See, that's how you grow within an environment. Learn, understand, you know, your people. 
pick the right ones, amen, and reject the right one. People may even castigate you for it, but that's how you grow. If you want to be a spiritual person, amen, you must have sight into the nature, into the culture of your people, amen. As a Zimbabwe, you must know, amen, what are the culture of Zimbabwe. And I'm not just talking about the ancestral culture here. I'm talking about, amen, the sociocultural you know, culture. What what are the things that defines the people here? What, what you know? Do, do, do they love you know flashy things? They don't love you know to to be to you know to 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 make it in life, or are they just you know loafing around and drawing back? You see, there are sleeping community. Nigeria is not a sleeping community. I mean, South Africa is just waking up, and we can understand why. You know. You know, places like Zimbabwe, you can see what, you know, uh, Mugabe has done to, to, to Zimbabwe. <clears throat> Zimbabwe used to be a nation where we talk about knowledge. That was, that was I mean, before I ever even talk about coming to, you know, South Africa, I mean, I've been reading about Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, back in those days, you talk about knowledge, you talk about education. Beyond even the concept of agriculture and things like that we, back in those days. So people want to go to Zimbabwe to go further their education. Look at Zimbabwe today. So you, you've got to understand what societies are known for. What are they meant for? This is how you even track the prophetic you know, grace and spirit of God in an environment. All right? If you want a business to be done and you meet a good Nigeria, go into it. You don't want to meet the wrong one. Because they've got the vibe, they've got the zeal, they've got, you know, the, 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 the way they think is outside this world. It's like Nigerians are not part of Africa the way they think. They're like, they're like, they're like Chinese people, the way they think. You understand? And it's not all Nigerians. It's just some part of Nigerians. But when you talk about 200 million people, that's, 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 that's a resource that has not been honest, you see. And the same goes with different parts of the world. So basically, what am I doing? I'm just bringing us to terms to understand, you know, how we see and relate and connect to the point that it impacts how we even appreciate God. All right? How we appreciate God. We have to have this understanding so that when, we, when, when, when God says, give thanks to me, all right? that, that thing must come from a source, from an understanding, from a depth amen, that has been built. Like I said, thanksgiving is a value system that must be built within your heart. If you live in an environment where, like I said, amen, that you develop a sense of entitlement, you will never fulfill that scripture. Because you will not see anything good that God has done for you. You'll be seeing the things he's not done. And that's what your mind will be focused on. All right, that's a that's that's a that's 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 a lifestyle, amen, of 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 entitlement. I have to get it, and that's why you see that the church that is that is developed, that is built within such environment, amen, are always about getting it. Blessing, your blessing is coming. Your you know, claim it and get it. You, you understand? It's all materialistic driven. All right, that 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 environment never developed a sense of. You know, of contentment, of restraint, of constraint, amen. That that godliness come with contentment. Nah, -uh. no, you got to have more. You've got to have more. You've got to have more. All right, that's that's a foreign culture, amen. That is a materialistic culture. All right, you see, to be blessed is different from you know uh, uh, the idea of being materialistic. I, I I've met a lot of rich people that are not materialistic in their in their view. All right, their, their concept of wealth and, and acquiring things and getting things, amen, is to make a statement. In fact, when you finally meet people that are very wealthy, 
They don't get things or buy things just because they need to get them. They acquire things to make statements. All right? That today, being, being wealthy has become a political statement. Have you noticed that? That among the top rich people, amen, their wealth is expressed in how they disburse, amen, their money, amen, the, 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 the charity they run, okay, the, the foundations they run, like the Bill Gates of this world, all right? So how, how, how they're expressing their wealth, amen, is measured by how much money they give out. That is the latest thing now. So, so we've got to, you see, when, when we begin to have a, this kind of understanding, then, then our lives start changing. That wealth is not about acquiring things. It's about producing values. It's about producing values. It's about producing values. It's about, you know, creating, you know, assets. You know, assets is not just about, you know, physical things that you buy. Assets can also be defined amen, by the kind of spirit and leadership that you are imparting and you're building into people. Somebody like me, I don't have, you know, some, you know, assets of, you know, building somewhere, but people are my assets. I've imparted, I've built, I've, 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 I've imparted lives. I've built, I mean, some people, they don't know me until they know who I have built, who I've empowered. All right. They just look at this crazy Isaiah who just makes noise every day. But if somebody says, do you see that guy who's got that three, four-story building, that's, you know, two, five cars? Do you know that guy used to be under Isaiah Phillips? No, it cannot be. Well, it, it, that's true. That's true. Are you getting the point that I'm making? Some of us, our position of, of imparting wealth, amen, is into people's life. <laughs> Thank God if God gives me a building tomorrow that I can, but I'm not after that. That's not my heart desire. That's not my desire. I want it. If God give it to me, I won't reject it, but I won't pursue it. My pursuance is to build in my Christ, is to impact people, is to, is to give clear understanding, vision, is to help people discover themselves, amen, and, 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 and express who they are, amen, in God. And to do that, I also must build amen, a, a, a visionary spirit of thanksgiving. That's what we're dealing with this morning. Thanksgiving. Let you see that Thanksgiving is just is beyond just hallelujah, Father. Thank you for all you've done. No, no, no. It's it's a culture you have to build. And I'm like I'm saying, if you live in a wrong culture, if you live in an environment, amen, that has not built, you see, because you see, listen to this. What I'm saying this. Let me quickly say. Let me quickly bring in this. The ministries that we run, call it church, whatever it is. All right. Most time is a reflection. In fact, it's an extension of the environment around us. Now, when you build ministry from that perspective, you will never fulfill God's purpose. Because one of the one of the one of the mandate of ministry, all right, particularly in a particular environment, because ministry must be located and situated, amen, in an environment to speak and to deal with, amen, the spiritual influence of that environment. That's why, amen. We establish church. That's why you have church of you know Ephesus, the church in Philadelphia, the church in Laodicea. You notice that their battles are all different. It's the same devil, but amen. The characteristics of these devils that deal, they're dealing with amen differs. So if you look at what the, the church of Titaria was dealing with amen, the spirit of Jezebel, that was different from you know what the church of Ephesus. Or, you know, the church of Laodicea, amen? a church that is so wealthy, materially wealthy, the Laodicean church. I mean, this, if you enter this church, you think you're in a paradise. I mean, this church is, is, is blessed. 
everything is shiny, looking good. People who come to this church, they're always dressed in suit, looking nice. I mean, the ladies, when they come, like, wow. You know, you, your jaw drops the Titerian church. But this church, the scripture defines as naked. But in the natural, when you look at this church in the natural, this is... Mm, you give it a thumb, you know, a thumb up. Wow, bless. You want to be like that church. <laughs> you, you, you want, if you're a pastor and the Titerian church has got a conference, you're going to be in trouble because you think you're not praying enough. <laughs> Come on. You think your people are not doing enough. Have you noticed that most pastors, they get, they, they get more agitated after they've attended a conference? Yes, because, you know, the, the, the attending conferences sometimes is just, it's just a way of showing what we have. It's a way of displaying ego and pride. Amen. Yes, we have this conference, but we just, we just want to show others, particularly those young pastors. We want to, want to force them, want to bring them under our leadership because when they see what we have, when they see what we've done they see what we're doing you know in in china in america they see you know that we're having a new mission opening up in in australia and these pastors to call them apostles or bishops they come and boast of who they are and what they've done all that is just to tease you into their network so you begin to pray oh maybe i'm god is not answering my prayer if i can join this network if i can connect to this brother if i then then then, is a titan church it's a church of titan is a, is a, you, know, you understand? It's a Laodicean church. Excuse me. It's a, that's a Laodicean church. A church has not, does not have the love of God. Amen. Everything they talk about is, is blessing. God said, he said, you are, you are naked. He said, come borrow of me. You know, uh, uh, uh. he said, I will give you gold. He said, come drink of me. Come, you're naked. Come, I will clothe you. That, you see, that's the problem of that church. He said, you think you're rich. He said, you're, you're not rich. Come, I will give to you gold refined in fire. So when you look at all these things, it defines how we build church. A church must tackle the spiritual culture, the spiritual environment, must deal with amen, the, the wrong value system that, 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 that has captured or that is governing the people. Because every one of us, amen, we are product of our society. Regardless of how, you know, spiritually mature we think we are, amen, we still show, we still display, amen, our, our human culture, even within our spirituality. Like I said, people who come from Nigeria, there's a way you, you see, you see they, they practice their Christianity. There's a way they express, amen, their spirituality. People who come from America, there's a way. In fact, people who come from America, in most cases, they have this belief that, all right, they, 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 they're not better than every other person in the world, that their spirituality, amen, is so sound it sounds to me like that that is a church amen of of you know of laodicea and it's not everybody but i'm speaking generally about the culture all right it's the same thing with people from south africa they think wow our church is the best because we build the best church our sound equipment is the best people think that you know building a church is having the best of sound equipment all right having the best of auditorium because here in south africa people have learned to build you know things talk about quality in terms of you know presenting and representing God and that's good but guess what that is just you know by the way because what defines our spirituality amen it's not how quality our sound I mean I love sound I'll, I mean people who know me from you know decades past in ministry they know when it comes to sound ah you don't in fact back in those days when I was pastoring they must set and, and preset my microphone to sound in a particular you know you know a, a quality I want to get that. And the reason for that is because 
we do a lot of recording you know mes many of our messages are, are recorded and then we, back in those days we sell them we sell our messages you understand because that's part of how we you know we, we, we get money to you know to, to to you know to to advance the work so the quality is like a studio quality i mean i had to go to an engineer is this guy is a sound engineer who who happens to also be a, a, a um, you know he's into building of electronics i mean i could still remember this guy fermi wow what 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 a what a what a brain this is this is a nigerian he he builds this you know a, a machine for you your you talk about your your sound system your your mixer and your power amp this is not made in china this is not made from this is made from fermi this guy's name is fermi he's a nigerian he builds this thing he built to he built one for me you know this is you talk about you know uh, uh, um what do you call it now a custom build I, I i i was using a custom built you know mixer amp 800 wattage this guy is something else. I don't know where he is now. I mean, of course, I'm not. I've not been in Nigeria for years. But this is the, the quality of sound. All right, the quality of the speaker. I mean, people come back in, in back in those days. People come to rent our speakers, you know, for outdoor programs. That was how crazy I was when it comes to sound. But I also understand that that does not define, amen, in my my sense of spirituality. So you can have the best of sound. So that, that's a culture in some environments, all right? They have that culture of excellence. Now, you've picked that here in South Africa, but the, 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 spiritual, the spiritual life, amen, is almost zero. People, you have good quality of sound, but people are so carnal. So you have people who can sing, who can sing. I mean, you listen to some of this, you know, uh, uh, um, what they call them now, joy celebrations. I mean, back in those days, I mean, Nigeria used to listen to joy celebration. But today, when you look at joy celebration, you look at what some of those ladies are wearing. You, you want to close your eyes. You ask yourself, come on, what, what's going on? Are we still singing for the Lord? <laughs> don't part of how we dress and how we represent God, amen? Don't, don't that matter again? <laughs> doesn't that part, doesn't that reflect, amen, something about the song that we sing? Now you're singing for the Lord, but you're almost half naked. These are people who are singing for joy celebration, whatever they call them. So it's no longer about the song that we sing. Amen. It's about what we're portraying. Listen to me. I don't want to just hear your song. I don't just want to hear amen, the, 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 the nice quality in the music and all that. Or the how you how you dress, amen. The 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 you know the what they call it, the auditorium. All that is good. I like to admire good things. I love good things. I mean, I'm a graphic designer. I like to take pictures. I love I love good things. But guess what? I'm so sighted in my spirit. That I will listen to a, a crocky voice that sings to bring down the glory of God. Down in a, a nightingale singing without the anointing. You understand? The, you get the principle that I'm sharing this morning. So while it's good for us to have culture and have all this nice thing. But if, we're, if our life is not established in truth. We're not established in integrity. All right? what, what, what carries, what propels the ministry amen, is corrupt. Amen, it's being compromised. Listen to this. We will never be able to get into the things of the spirit. Neither we will represent the things of the spirit to the people. People will get entertained. People will get entertained. But guess what? People will never be imparted spiritually. All right, so there's a do two different things. All right, we're, we're in that time right now. You're going to be going to all kinds of concerts. You're going to be hearing people singing. That's 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 good. God has blessed this nation with good voice, 
good voice. Ah, my word. I thought Nigerians can sing, but South African, they're in a different level. You see, that all that is built because part of the ability to sing, amen, it's in the culture. You see, certain things we say spiritual, it's not spiritual, it's in the culture. It's in the culture. Just like an average African can sing. That's why, you know, the, the black Americans in, 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 in America, they, 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 when they sing, it's like, there's nothing like it. Because it's, it's, in, it's in the DNA. There are certain things heaven gives to us. It's in the DNA. Now, when you take that which is in our DNA and refine it, amen, and align it with kingdom, oh, Lord Jesus, we change the world. But you see, if you, if you connect... If you connect to the talent, you connect to what you can do, and you allow the world system to polish that for you, all right, and they package that for you, and they say, wow, just listen to this person sing, and it's good, but guess what? You will never change life, because your song is designed. God gave you that song. God gave you that voice. God gave you that platform. God gave you that instrumentation, amen, to be able to change lives. And that comes through an anointing, not through the voice, not through, you know, how good you are, not through how you can modulate your voice. No, that comes from the anointing from within. That's why I listen to certain people. I mean, people will know me. In fact, I send some of my music because people ask me, so how do, what do you listen to? So I, sh I share with them Pablo Perez. I listen to Pablo Perez. My God, this man is in another world. I listen to, you know, uh, 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 Jason, Jason Yupton. You know, he, he, this is a voice with this, with this husky voice. Yet when this guy sings, it's like you can touch heaven. These are, these are songs that have been cooked, cooked in the place of prayer. <laughs> it's been cooked in the place of prayer. You see, I can listen to a song that I know this song is, is sound godly but it's soulish. And I can listen to a song I say, take me there. You see, because I'm a prophet, that's what I do. That's who I am. If I don't know these things, then what am I doing in the ministry of a prophet? You should be able to know these things. But you see, we're talking about Thanksgiving this morning, but you see what we are touching. We're touching different things because we cannot appreciate things. We, and we can even appreciate our own gift if we don't acknowledge that God gave us that gift. And the reason why he gave us, you see, that is what brings a sense of constraint. You see, I cannot do certain things because I am aware of what God amen, has done for me and what he's doing in my life. That's why I cannot connect with certain people. And that's why certain people will not connect with me. And guess what? I'm fine with that. Because if I force that connection, then we're going to have conflict. Why? Because they are not meant to be connected to me. That doesn't mean that they are not good. That doesn't mean that they are not believers. They are not Christian. And that doesn't mean they don't love God. It just means that, amen, they are in a different point of connection. You understand? You don't want the chin bone to be connecting with the, you know, with the leg bone. <laughs> you know, bones to his bones. As it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. Bones to his bone. Our connection must be aligned, amen, with divine purpose. That's why not everybody's. There are people who love, they love what I'm hearing, but they are not designed, amen, to connect with me. So after a while, after some time, they fizzle out. The same with me. I mean, I love certain people. Wow. There are certain people that I, I, I listen to. I follow them. I read their material, you know, online, on Facebook. I, you know, in fact, there's a, there's a brother that I'm thinking of right now. I love this man's presentation of, you know, kingdom principle but not for one day have i thought of you know trying to befriend this person because i know the day i befriend this person we're gonna clash you know why because he knows what he knows and let him do what he is doing 
I don't need to connect to him to affirm me. Neither does he need to connect to me to affirm me. In fact, if he send me a friend request, I will reject it because I want to safeguard amen, that relationship that, that I have in the spirit with this brother. So not everybody you know, hallelujah, that you need to connect to, particularly if the time has not come. When the time comes, occasion will create it and you will connect and that connection will flow, will bring forth the purpose of God. All right? a, pop, a relationship you go, you go into without, without understanding the purpose of God would die a stillbirth. Amen? A relationship you go into amen, without understanding the purpose of it, guess what? You will trivialize it. That's why the few people in my life, uh, let me underline that word again, the few people in my life, amen, I know why they are there. And I keep it that way. Because I have to fulfill the purpose of God for my life. And I pray they also understand the purpose of God, amen, for my life in their life. You see, when we understand that, we will never have friction. We will never, not that we will not disagree, but we will never have friction. The Lord, yesterday I was having a bath after I had this, you know, building concept, this thing I told you about, I was building, we're building. And I'm just carrying stones, mixing cement and doing all that. Oh Lord, God help those, you know, bricklayers. My God, somebody says at 50. Well, I don't think it's the age. Age is in the mind. But it just shows that I'm not fit. I need to get back into, you know, riding my bicycle and all that and exercising. I think I need to do, in fact, I need to fit. My bicycle has been bad for a while. So that's the reason why I've not been riding. Or else you'll have been swimming on the mountain. Or else I'll, I will have done one of those, uh, um, you know, nice uh, um, video clips I like to do on the mountain. So hopefully by, by next year, I'll fix my bicycle, get another one, amen, and do that. Because I love doing it. I, I mean, God has given, you see, that's part of what I'm talking about. God took me from a very noisy place in Nigeria and dumped, dumped me, amen, among, you know, uh, mountains, you know, winelands. You've got wineland, you've got wine, then you've got mountains, you've got all kinds of, it's all quiet. I was sharing some time ago that you can walk from one point, where we live, we can walk from one point to another, you know, for, for 20 minutes without meeting anybody on the road. It's just you alone. I mean, I'll be crazy not to understand that that is prophetic. That God brought me to Franjuk for a reason. And I thank God that I'm maximizing, you know, that purpose. I'm maximizing it, but where I still lack sight, Lord, open my eyes to see. Because God takes you into an environment for a reason. God brings people into your life for a season for a reason. There are certain people, they are just passing by. Maximize, amen, that, that purpose. There are certain people, they've come to stay. You have to have sight into their life. So you don't kill you don't kill the relationship before the whole process begins. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Certain people you need to relate with them from afar. Certain people you need to get close, very close to them because that's how the relationship is designed. But certain people, you're far, you're you're close, but you must relate from afar. Yes, you've got to all this. You've got to tra trace and track in the Word of God. You understand? So we've got to know all this thing, where you live, the people God brought into your life, amen, the husband, the wife you have, the children you have, all of those things, they carry divine purpose. You're not married, you don't have children, guess what? It's all part of the purposes of God. When the time comes, you understand, God will make a way for you. Amen. He's the way maker. It's not you. It's not how much you, you try to be visible out there. Some people say, well, it's December. You've got to be visible. If you're looking for a, a wife, you've got to be looking for a husband. You've got to be out there. No, you don't have to sell your, yourself cheap. 
Continue to do what God has called you to do. Amen. Listen to this. Those who are called, who are tagged by purpose, God always bless them within their purpose. In other words, where you're going to find your husband, your wife, amen, is within the field of your assignment. If you find your, 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 your life partner or whoever outside the field of, of your environment, it might be the right person, but you're going to have trouble. It may take you the next five, ten years to align with that person, for that person to align with you. So why, why do you want to waste time? All right? To start correcting the things that you could have just dealt with by connecting to the right place. And, and listen to this. I'm not just talking about church. Because these days the devil goes to church. The devil goes to church. And they dress, all right, looking like nice brothers and nice sisters. And you think, well, back in those days, you say, if you want a nice sister, you go to church. Ah, ah, that, those days are over. <laughs> but I'm saying... When your heart is connected to purpose, it's in the place of purpose. It's in the place of purpose. And guess what? Guess what? I'm sure you've read my material on redefining purpose. You see, there's a purpose that... Um, what's that brother's name that died now? Miles Moreau. There's a purpose, which, which is good. I like the concept of Miles Moreau when it comes to purpose. But that purpose almost sounds like soulish. Almost like sound like if, 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 if it defines what you love, then that may be just be God. I discover, I rediscover that purpose is not always like that. Have you noticed that we always find purpose maybe in some things that, you know, uh, uh, you know, we, we had a challenge in. You know, we had purpose, we had problem in that area. We conquered that thing. And because we've conquered that thing, suddenly... That may just be my purpose in life. That's not always true. You see, you, we need a kingdom reorientation to redefine what purpose is. So if you connect to the purpose of God for your life, not, not your ambition turn purpose. Uh -uh. Ambition is good. It's good to have a, to have a drive. The Bible says whatever your hand finds to do, do it. That's ambition. You, you do it. But guess what? That's different from what God designed your life for. <clears throat> What God designed you for. When you connect to what God designed you for, that always attracts resources, things that you need towards you. You see, God supplies all your need according to his riches and glory. His riches and glory is to source his purpose and vision for your life. God always invests in his interest in our life. Oh, come on, Isaiah, don't start. God always invests in his interest in our life. So when you look at the interest of God in your life, amen, and you begin to you know, give time to that, you begin to grow in that, guess what? Every other thing, including a husband, a wife, amen, all part, because God blesses us, amen, in, in the in the in the in the in the vision of his plans for us. God doesn't bless anything outside his interest in our life. Oh, come on. You see, but that's just by the way. We're not talking about that this morning. We're dealing with thanksgiving. All right? As we continue to engage and proceed to us, <clears throat> the end of the year, coming into 2020, we need to begin to look back and give thanks. But I'm also saying to give thanks, we need to have an understanding of why we're giving thanks. And like I said, sometimes... Because of the environment we live and because of the kind of Christianity, amen, we've imbibed the wrong values we've imbibed, amen, the, 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 mind, the mindset of entitlement, all right, that itself should change our position and our condition in thanksgiving. There are certain things that you need to thank God for. You don't because you don't see them as anything worthy of thanks. You don't see them as anything that deserves, amen, you going to God. I'm praising him for. But guess what? When you are faithful in little, 
When we begin to acknowledge God and thank him, and you see, it, that's the key word, acknowledge him in the little. When you start acknowledging God in that little that he's done, amen, something that looks so trivial, something that looks so ordinary, but you're able to acknowledge God there. Wow. Thank you, Father. Ah, they will open you up to something greater. They will give you something more, more, because they know you will watch. You will not only keep that thing, but you will protect that thing. You will get that thing. You will maximize that thing. You will use that thing for the glory of God. You know, some of us, God has given us so many things. Grace here, gift here. Some of us, the, the only thing God has given to us is the ability to connect people. But we don't even know that. You know, I realized that years ago when I was in Bible school, people used to call me Barnabas because I've got this thing about connecting people. And most of when I connect people together, I'm no longer in the scene. It's like those people just connect, then I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> so I realized that that is a grace, that's a gift. And I start giving thanks. The fact that I can bring two, it's like I can, I, God have used me to bring two powerful people to, men of God, just bring them together and I'm gone. You, you, know, you no longer see me in the radar and that relationship continues. That's a gift. That's Barnabas. There's so many people like that. There's so many things God has given to us that we don't even acknowledge. We don't even acknowledge. We don't even acknowledge those things. So how do we expect God to do more, more for us? Some people right now, when they say, okay, let's give thanks to God. They want to highlight all the, all the main thing. Okay, I got a new job. Or I got a new car. I got a promotion. Uh, I got somebody that I will call my life partner. Mm, you know, I, I was able to travel out. I, I did this. You know, I, you know, the business grew. All that is nice. But listen to this. That is not what really defines the heart of Thanksgiving. You know, the little things you don't see. The little things you took for granted. That is where you should start from. Because those are the things that God wants. Isn't, listen to this. Listen to this. That God give you 10 billion US dollars. Means nothing to him. Amen. As he will give somebody one rand. It means nothing to God. You see, the, 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 the quantity of the amount of God's blessing in our life means nothing to God. It is the value. That matters. It is the value. And what is the value? What we can do. What we've done with those things that he's given to us. Because when, when, when you begin to track and understand that God gives you certain things. Listen to this. Who give, who give thanks to God for giving us time? Time. There's time for everything. Look at that. In other words, everything has a measure amen, of beginning and end. There's time for everything. There's time for everything. So, so, so if God gives you time to be able to start something and you finish it, wow, give thanks to God for that. Because there are many things that we start in life, but we couldn't finish it. We couldn't even see the, you know, see the end of that thing. Because we don't have time again. Our life is measured in time. Our life is measured in time. So what we do with our time matters. That's just one. What about health? No matter how wealthy, how rich, how you're able to do, you know, seal deals and sign things and do things and move in. If your health is shut down, what can you do? But, okay, it's not your health, but the health of somebody that is very close to you. That impacts every other thing. You know, there are certain people that are close to us. If something happens to them, it impacts our productivity. You've got children. The protection, the hand of God, the grace of God is upon their life. What about that? 
You see, there's so many things God has done for us that we can look back and say thank you. The little things. No disaster have collapsed your house. All right? Or, you know, something happened. You know, now I can share this with us. I can share this with us. Last year, not too many people, we faced such a, a terrible time. My wife was pregnant and we didn't know for a while. And by the time we knew and things, we lost the baby. I mean, that was a moving period in our life. But guess what? We had to go through that period. But nobody, no, we didn't, we didn't share with anybody. We didn't talk about it. We, but it was, it was a difficult period. But guess what? We have to give thanks. We have to learn to give thanks. That that's, that's all part of the process. And sometimes when I look back and I just say, thank you, Father, for all this. Because, I mean, this thing was threatening the life of my wife. She, my wife's life was being threatened. But I thank God. God brought. So you look at things like that. You say, wow. Yes. Thanksgiving. There are things that could have taken you out. There are things that have happened to you. Amen. That you would have become a forgoner. You understand? But you, you're, still, you're still here. At least you, many of us are watching me. Do you know? Three years ago. Three years ago. I could have a, you know, a clear connectivity. Like we have it now in terms of. You know, uh, 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 broadcasting. You know, we were still broadcasting, but that thing was shut down for maybe one, you know, one minute. And I'm praying, God, may this thing come back. It's improving. It's not. It's not there. It's not there yet. But there's improvement. So I give thanks to God. Uh, you know, a, a, a brother said to me, "Look, next year, I'm going to be sending somebody to install, you know, a new." Uh, 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 um, Wi-Fi system in your house, internet system in your house to assist this thing you're doing. I mean, I was blown away. Just like that. So I'm going to install it and we'll be paying for that. And I'm praying that the Father will give the grace and the power and the knowledge, you know, and the resource for this brother to be able to do it. So that we can continue to do what we're doing. You see, why am I saying this? Because I need you to acknowledge Amen. That there are things God is doing, and we're giving thanks. You see, when this this period is a period, amen. in fact, this month is dedicated to just thanksgiving. But I do, I don't just want us to say let's give thanks to God. We have to have understanding. You see, when there is no understanding of what we do, we trivialize that thing, or we don't do it that the right way, or we just don't do it at all. And that's no good. Our 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 journey in the things of God. Must be must be captured, amen, with prophetic sight. We must have awareness. Remember, we dealt with awareness, particularly in transition. We must have awareness, all right? Everyone in my life, I want to honor them, respect them, amen? Treat them, amen, with dignity and love and respect. I'm not just talking about my family. I'm talking about everyone that is following me, all right, that watches us. Everyone, all right? And God knows my heart. I, I don't trivialize people, no. Particularly, if I begin to sense a connection in the spirit, with you. No, I, I, I make sure that my, my heart is open, amen, to your life so that I, because that's the best way you can pray for people. You can pray for people who, who, who you don't really know spiritually, who you're not connect, connected with, all right? That would just be a religious prayer. Oh, Father, bless this person. God. No, 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 that's, that's, come on, we've gone beyond that. We have to track and trace people by the Spirit so that what we say is relevant, amen, to their need, amen, to their situation. The prayer we pray, amen, meet them at the point of their need, whatever that need may be, amen. 
So, so we, we pray and we're seeking God, amen, to grant us the spirit, amen, of thanksgiving is part of the culture of our prophetic engagement, amen, in the things of the spirit, amen. We read that scripture. I'm going to read it again, Philippians 4, all right? There's one more scripture that I'm going to read, then we'll be done. One more scripture. It says, be anxious for nothing. Philippians 4, verse 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition. All right, that's a different concept. You cannot petition except you're in the law court. You're in the court of heaven. <laughs> that's a different thing that hopefully we're going to be dealing with next year. We're going to be talking about how to petition God. Amen. <laughs> to petition God, you must have certain. You've got to come as a lawyer. You understand this? You've got to come as a lawyer. You've got to come as an elder. Amen. That's a powerful you know, word that Paul just put there that we just, you know, we read that when we say petition, we think of carnal, you know, petitioning. No, we've got, if you're going to petition God, there are, there are dimensions in the spirit realm. There are rankings. In fact, you've got to have certain spiritual rank to be able to petition God regarding certain things. All right. So Bible says, it may be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Thanksgiving basically seals the prayer. But thanksgiving is not the last it's not the last point of the prayer. Because when we pray, oh, you know, you finish all the prayer and then you give thanks to God. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. That's not what we're talking about. That is a first day, second day con concept of thanksgiving. This thanksgiving is part of the spiritual input. It's part of your spiritual understanding, amen, of how you engage, of how you communicate, of how you relate in the things of God, amen. Yes, they, they, we're not coming to God with a sense of entitlement. We recognize that we are sons, amen, but sons also exhibit honor, respect, dignity. All that is captured in the spirit of thanksgiving. It's a thanks that you're giving to God. So you give him everything. You give him everything. Like that woman broke the alabaster box of oil. Amen. She, she, gave, she gave the Lord everything. She poured everything. Amen. She washed, she washed his feet. Amen. With everything. There's nothing, you know, you're holding back. You're offering thanksgiving. And like I said, this I hope you, get, you got this point. For those of us who connected later, you may have to listen to this teaching again to understand some of the things, profound things that we have said. That the environment we live in can either enhance our our thanksgiving or reduce it all right if you live in an environment where you're thought to to give thanks if it's, if it's a cultural thing all right you live in a house where there's respect this this honor this dignity your parents raised you i mean to you know to appreciate to, you know it becomes easy for you to to, tr to track this because it's already established even though you may not have a full reality a full understanding of it but you already have that you know traditional ceremonial if you will uh, understanding of yes of thanksgiving if you have that understanding and you bring that into the things of the spirit it enhances you that you live in an environment where you know nobody cares if you say thank you all right your parents don't they don't care or you don't care if your children don't say thank you or you don't train your children to say thank you to respect and to know why you see, it's not enough to teach children to say, you must say thank you. No, you need to let them understand why they say it. So it doesn't become a ritual. It doesn't, they don't get to a day, a point where they say, well, after that is not around. So who cares about Thanksgiving? <laughs> who cares about Thanksgiving? No. They do it because they know why they've been taught. You see, that's how we teach children. You, you teach them to know why. Don't just ask them to do it. 
you know, like, say, like they would say, don't just send them to church. Amen? You must take them. You must let them understand. You know, today my children know the difference between going to church and having church at home. Because I've taught them that. Alright? Yeah, we go to church, but we're also the church. And, we, and the church can happen in our home. Because church is where we meet with the Father, with the Lord. Amen? He speaks to us. We speak back to Him. We communicate. We have fellowship. We talk to each other. We pray for each other. And things like that. And in fact, isn't that church? But many of the things that we define to be church today are just tradition, ceremony, and uh, the rest is fashion. <laughs> so we're dealing with this, amen? It says, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. It's a portal. Amen? The Bible says, and the peace of God which surpasses all human this is what you get this is what you get when you when you connect with the things of god in the spirit of thanksgiving it says and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in jesus christ isn't that not what we need isn't this what we need amen to step into 2020 isn't this what we need to proceed into the future isn't this what we need the peace of god amen that transcend that pass it amen the human mind cannot comprehend is it ah Lord, I need this more than anything. Tell me how much you can buy this quality of peace. I've been in a situation where the peace of God, I mean, I, I, for, for months, I didn't have peace in my life. So I know what that means. You see, you don't understand the value of a thing except you've experienced not having that thing. Thank you, Father. I've been in a situation where the peace of God. When the peace of God is taken out of your life, listen to this. You would you would desire death. You will want to die. I mean, and I'm talking about literal die. You want to die. Because once the peace of God leaves your life, your perspective to life changes. Peace does so much in our life that we don't understand. And the peace of God, not the peace of men, not the temporal peace, not the peace that, you know, somebody comes and pat you at the back and say, okay, it's going to be fine. It's going to be well. It's going to be well. It's going to be well. That's good. But guess what? If you're a real problem, you need more than patting. You need more than somebody's patting you at the back. You need more than just a peg on, in, on your cheek. You need more than just an encouragement. The peace of God is the spirit of God flowing into your heart, coming every nerves, coming every, every, every stormy water. Amen. Coming every situation. Hushing the Peace, be still. And this is a time many of us will need that peace. But it will only come when we learn to give thanks for all he has done for us, for all amen, he has given to us, for all, hallelujah, he has established in our life. We need that peace. All right. Let me, let me read my last scripture, then I'll be done for this morning. Let me read my last scripture. I hope somehow, somehow this morning I've been able to impart your life, bless you. I hope I've been able to expand your understanding when it comes to this key, you know, principle in, in God's word. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Many church in Nigeria in this period, and I'm sure in some other African country, you know, they, they will be doing what is called Thanksgiving. I mean, America celebrates a whole day of Thanksgiving. It's good to give thanks to God, but we need to know, we need to have insight into why we're giving thanks. We cannot give thanks when we don't even acknowledge him who deserve all thanks. Him who deserve all praise. Him who deserve, hallelujah, to be thanked. And to acknowledge God, amen, 
is to shun and put every other thing aside. All right. Let's look at the scripture. Philippi, uh, excuse me, not Philippians. We've dealt with Philippians. Let's look at uh, Luke 17. And I'm going to quickly read from verse um, 11. And it came to pass in going to Jerusalem that he was passing through uh, the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And, and on entry into it, into a certain village, ten leprous met, met him who stood afar off. They stood afar because they can't come near because they were leprous. That's it. Lepers in those days are not allowed to come, you know, in contact with people because, you know, leprosy is contagious. So the Bible says, <clears throat> and, the, and, and of course the Jewish tradition, you know, secludes, you know, the lepers. So the Bible says, they stood afar off, verse 13, and they lift their voice. That's the only way they can co communicate. They lifted their voice saying, Jesus, Master, have compassion on us. He had to, they had to get his attention or else he will pass them by. Guess what? Sometimes if you don't, if you don't, if you don't cry out, lift your voice. I, I may not be able to reach you, but I can get your attention. I like that. I mean, that's, that's a good, good phrase to preach. I'm not a preacher. <laughs> I'm not a preacher. I'm just a conveyor of truth. The Bible says, and they lifted up their voice. By the way, I used to be a very good preacher. But the Lord took me away from just preaching to conveying truth. And they are two different things. Alright? The Bible says, and they lifted their voice saying, Jesus, Master, have compassion on us. Have compassion. They touched something in his heart that will release something. Amen. And verse 14, and having seen them, alright, they got his attention. So having seen them, he said to them, he said to them, Having gone, show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass, in their going, they were cleansed. <laughs> Amazing, huh? In their going. So they didn't even get to the priest. In their going, in obedience to his voice, to his word. Hallelujah. The Bible says, having heard them, having seen them, as they called, he said to them, having gone. In other words, as you're going, go show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass, in their going, they were cleansed. In their going, they've not reached the priest. They were just obeyed. Father, we thank you. That in your progression in obedience to God's, to God's voice, that you may actually get healed in obedience. Obedience releases the power of God into our lives. My word, this is powerful. So the Bible says, and it came to pass as they were going, they were cleansed. Verse 15. And one of them, having seen that he was healed, turned back. Wait a minute. I'm healed. I'm cleansed. The Bible says one of them, having seen that he was healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at his feet. That is the posture of one who learns to give thanks. He fell on his face, amen, and his feet, giving thanks to him. And he said, excuse me, and he was a Samarian, Samar Samaritan. Why did they say and he was a Samaritan? <laughs> Could it mean that, amen, the rest of the guys were Jewish? Jewish. So somehow, maybe it's a religious mindset. They say, well, we're cleansed, but we still have to get to the priest first. 
But this guy was, he was tracking something by the Spirit. Wait a minute. The Bible says this guy was a Samaritan. Something here that we need to pick. Because why would, the, why would they add that scripture there and it was a Samaritan? Because Samaritans, all right, they, they separated from the, from the Jewish. They are, you know, the Jewish, the Jewish culture see the Samaritans, amen, as, as you know, as uh, lowborns, you know, as lower grade in terms of quality. This thing has been there. This issue of racism has been there all the way from Bible days. Remember that woman to the well? She was a Samaritan, yeah. The Jews don't have anything. They don't want to have anything to do, all right, with the Samaritan. But guess what? <laughs> when you're leprous, everybody's in the same in the, in the same colony. We are all together. But guess what? This Samaritan picked something. The Bible says he turned back and ran back to, fell on his face, fell on his knees, and give and give thanks. The Bible says he was glorifying God with a loud voice. He fell on his face, amen. Fell on his face and his feet, giving glory, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, were they not ten cleansed? So Jesus knew what was done. Were they not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Verse 18. Was there, was, there found, was there found none having returned? Was there found none having returned to give glory to God? Except, listen to this, listen to this scripture, listen to this scripture, except this foreigner. Except this foreigner. I like the way the, the scripture used that word foreigner. Because that's the issue. That's the problem. You see, I was, in fact, I didn't look at this scripture when I began to talk about the environment. Amen. We, 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 we grew up impact even a certain degree of how we connect with the things of the spirit. If you grew up in an environment, amen, where you are not taught to acknowledge, to, to recognize and, and, and bow the knees and give thanks. Listen to this. You will even trivialize that miracle. Is this all you can do? I want more. <laughs> so we, we don't have amen, a sense of thanksgiving. And like I said, thanksgiving is not just, you know, like they would do in my place. Oh my word. When you, see, when you go to Nigeria, particularly in this period, when they're doing thanksgiving, they come with their yam, they come with God knows what, they come with all, and they dance and dance and dance. And I love that dancing. You know, I just love the way they dance. But guess what? It's also more than the dancing. As much as I love the dancing, you know, the dressing, everybody looks nice. You know, Nigerians, we love to dress colorful. Oh, you just need to just Google those people and just look at the way these people, they dig it. They are a real dance. I mean, I, I can dance. People do think I can dance. I said, few people have seen me dance. <laughs> seen me dance in the spirit. <laughs> but I love, I love, I love to dance. You know, I love to give thanks to God. I mean, sometimes I dance all by myself in my house here without, without, sometimes without song. I could still remember a few days ago, I was just in the morning. I just feel like dancing. So I was just all the way going down up, going down up and just giving thanks <laughs> because I was hearing this sound in my spirit. Amen. And, and one of those chorus just came that I used to love to, you know, to dance to in Nigeria back in those days. And I was just singing all by myself and I'm doing this. Yes. You know, and I'm laughing at myself as I'm giving glory to God. Yes. It's an attitude, you see, because you can carry out the act, but if it's not part of your life, you see, it was part of this guy's life. He ran back. He's a foreigner. So, so, so the citizens actually think, well, 
after all, Jesus is a Jew. We're a Jew. We, we, we demand this miracle. It should be ours. It's like what we're seeing today in South Africa. Under the ANC, you know, regime, you know, suddenly, certain people believe that they, you know, they, they have this entitlement to everything, to anything. That people can get a house, all right, that they're not paying, they're not paying for, they're not paying water rent, amen. They're, excuse me, they're not paying water bills, they're not paying electricity. I mean, look at what is going on in in, in, uh, in um, Soweto right now with the issue of ESCOM. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they said you know Soweto community is owing 16 billion. What do you call that? It's called amen, the attitude of entitlement. We deserve to have free light, free water, free house, everything free. Because the ANC government, you see, you don't, you don't build a nation with lies. We've got to talk about these things. We want to, we want to have amen, a nation that grows, that, that has the capacity amen, to engage the 21st century, amen, to, to, you know, to, to, to produce, amen, to increase, to develop. We have to change our value system. We have to change, amen, our concept, amen, of, of, of society. We have to change how we do things. Certain things that were done, amen, to, 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 to bring down the apartheid system has been done. We need to shut those things down. Like this idea of, you know, destroying things. Once there is toy toy, we destroy. Listen, friends, we're no longer in apartheid. You, if you destroy that thing, guess what? You will still, they will still have to use your money. Government have no money. <laughs> when, you, when you say got money, South African money, that money belongs to you. You pay. Yes, they take that money from your, you know, from your tax. So it's your money that they use to repair what other people pull down and destroy. So, you see, these are attitudes we have to engage in the spirit. We have to reculture amen, ourselves in, in South Africa. We have to reculture ourselves. We have to now begin to tell the people, if you don't pay amen, for what you use, guess what? It's going to impact somebody else. It's going to affect somebody else. All right? It's going, you, you, we're not going to be able to, you know, to engage. We're not going to be able to advance. It's going to, look at, I mean, South Africa, the, the things are dropping. Values are dropping. Why? Because of attitude. Our problem in this nation today is an attitude, as an attitude problem, is a mindset problem. Amen. We have to begin to change the wine skin, and we can do that systematically. We have to engage the people. All right. The government needs to come up with new ideas. Listen to this. If this will bring down the ANC government, then let it be. If they themselves don't change the value system, that we are no longer in the days of our party, so we can no longer use, you know, a, a revolution a voice and message amen, to speak to the twenty first. You can do that. You cannot do that. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And listen to this. Even the EFF concept of, you know, we're freedom fighters. It's not going to work. Because the value system is still the same. It's still, it's still speaking into what, what happened in the past. You cannot live in the past to engage the future. A new order of amen, polit political system must emerge. Because all this political system are all built amen, on fighting apartheid. Apartheid amen, has been dealt with in terms of the political system. So you have to come up with a new system of dealing with economic issues. Amen. But economic issues has to deal with people's view, people's perspective, people's way of connecting to, you know, to leadership, to government. You have to deal with all that. You have to, you have to 
enhance the life of the people in terms of building capacity in them, the ability to, to bring out their creativity and turn their creativity into resource so that they can have money. All right. You, 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 for how long are you going to be, you know, you know, uh, bankrolling, you know, the people? You can do that. The house you're giving to the people that you call RDP, listen to this. Those houses are, I mean, you, you don't even want, you know, your enemy to live in such a house. It reduces their dignity. So we give them houses, we give them this. Come on, let's, let's, are we, are we waking? Are we still sleeping? We've got to wake up. We've got to realize that this is the 21st century. We can no longer define the nation, define ourselves, amen, based on the wall apartheid built within our mind. We have to pull down that wall and begin to see what's going on outside the walls of South Africa. And from there, we begin to know how to engage in terms of building capacity, building resource, amen. We have to do that. We have to bring in some, some of these people we call foreigners. We have to build them. We have to put them to teach us how to become you know, craft people, how to do things, how to build things, how to establish things, amen, so that we also can come back and give thanks because of what the Lord has done for us. Because the nation, amen, cannot continue. The government cannot continue to bankroll the nation in the name. You see how they're bailing everything out. They, you, you cannot use money to try to bail everything. You're bailing ESCOM, you're bailing what they call it, uh, um, South African airline, you're bailing, you know, or you're bailing out the 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 the, 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 the local government, local government are they are worse in terms of paying, you know, paying their bills. They don't pay, they don't I mean because people feel they can do anything, get away with it, and nothing is going to happen to them. It's the same attitude. Do you know most of these big churches today in South Africa were actually, most of them were built by government. Do you know that? I mean, I discovered that years ago in, 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 when I was in Johannesburg. A friend of mine has got a big church. He told me, a lot of these big churches, you think it's their money. No. Government gave them money to build these churches so that, you know, uh, they can continue to support the ANC and all that, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? It's, it's failing. It's collapsing. That's why some of these foreign, you know, false prophets do things. Go government cannot go for them and shut them down because they know they've compromised. Because they know they've compromised. But we're here. We're praying. We're, we're praying with sight and we can see. And we're shutting them down in the spirit. This nation will fulfill a pro prophetic destiny. This nation does not belong to one group. Or one race or one no god designed this nation to carry out his purpose and it's from that prophetic understanding that we are pushing for the agenda of god see when god comes and sit and citadel in the nation and 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 rule from a nation guess what his glory will impact every aspect of the nation including amen the the, the value system of the people the work ethics of the people amen there is dignity in labor friends but we're talking about amen giving thanks this foreigner, except this foreigner who came back to give thanks. Friends, we are all foreigners in the world. This world is not our home. Even though we are given this world, amen, as regents of God, to keep it, to maintain it. But there is a place we live. It's called God. We live in God. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. Remember, I never said heaven. We live in Christ. Anywhere we are placed in the world should be our domain. And we should live that in Christ. And everywhere we live, amen, we manifest Christ. 
we leave that place more productive, more blessed. I'm a blessing to this nation. So should, should, should be you and the rest of us. Amen. So this foreigner came back and gave thanks. And listen to this verse 19. And he said to him, and he said to him, having risen up to go forth, Jesus said to this foreigner, having risen to go forth, your faith has cured you. I like the translation that says, your faith has made you whole. So you didn't just get healed in your, uh, um, in your physical body, in your leprous, but you are made whole. To be made whole means to be right in the state of mind, you know, in your state of thought, in your spirit, and in your physical body, and to also prosper. It made him whole. It made him complete. It's like he became a brand new person. So there's a realm beyond just healing. May God make us whole, even as we give thanks to him this morning. Father, our hearts rejoice in you. We celebrate your love, your mercy, your goodness, and grace. We appreciate you, Father, for your truth that has brought us even to this point where we see things from your lens view, a lens view of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We appreciate all that you are. All that you are to us, in us, and also all that you've done for us. Words would never be able to capture our expression of appreciation. Words will never will be enough to express what you have done for us. And so, Father, we just say thank you for all of this. Thank you for my life, for my family, for the ministry committed into my hands. Thank you, Lord, that even when I feel tired and weak and sometimes fall, you pull me up again to continue. I give you thanks. It's not easy to be a loner's voice, a voice of one. In the midst of contrary, contrary voice. Some of the things that we've said this morning that I've been saying. We only take people who are searching for truth to embrace them. Because truth will hurt our feelings. Will hurt, yes, our identity. Truth will hurt our national, national, nationality. Truth will hurt everything that we thought defines who we are. But we thank you. Our heart desires to continually open ourselves to your truth. That we continually come to the point where we are being changed, transformed and reformed until we become more like you. Thank you, Lord, this morning for these words. In fact, I didn't know I was going to go this far. I thought I was just going to speak for 40 minutes. But thank you that you kept pushing this word. You kept pushing this word. It's for a reason. Because you, you're creating a different order of in the earth and that's what the enemy is fighting he's fighting this thing but we thank you that we are rising up that we are no longer we are no longer defined oh god by where we are as much as we love who we are where we are where we came from as south africans as Ghanaians, as tanzanians as zimbabwe's as malawians yes as 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 nigerians oh god yes as, as utopians, as utopians, oh God, as Americans, as Europeans, Father, we thank you that all of this, oh God, are all part of your making, regardless of what people have said and 
and and and and declare in terms of history or not history but we thank you that identity is part of your program our nationality is part of your program we thank you god for all of all of this that you've done in our life that we are all connected as the rivers are all connected they all they all the river flow out of eden yes the four heads of river all came out of eden and today we are flowing back to Eden. That even in our identity, we recognize your voice, your speakings, your dealings. You're your confluencing us back to that position of oneness that we reflect in, the, in Eden. We bless you. This morning, oh God, may your will be established more in our life. May your kingdom come. May your counsel be fulfilled in our life. Thank you, oh God, for the life of these people who've been tracking. Many of them have been following me from the beginning of the year. So much has been said. So much has been declared. Thank you for their life. Thank you for their home. Thank you for their ministry, career, business, work, whatever they're doing. Thank you, Father, for their family. I pray this morning, oh God, that as we corporately give you thanks for all that you have done, Father, may we never forget that it's by your power, that it's by your grace, that we stand, that is by your power and honor and grace, that we will go forth and press into this coming new year, oh God. Thank you, Spirit of God, that your grace will continue to be sufficient for us. Yes, your grace is more than enough for us. We thank you. I thank you for every one of them. Lord, for those who are tired, may they use this period, oh God, to refresh, to renew their strength, oh God. I thank you. I bless you, God, that they will not Allow the enemy to distract them, to sidetrack them, but they will continue to press on and forge ahead. Whatever you plan for them in this coming year, may they embrace it, O oh God. May they continue in your love. May you prosper them. May you keep them, O oh God. May they fulfill purpose, a purpose you have ordained, a destiny you have designed for them. May it be their portion in fulfillment. I thank you. I bless you, Lord, for everyone's life. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for your love. Master, we thank you for provision for us. Yes. Thank you, O God. May we be sensitive to those that are in need in this season and time. Provide for them, Lord. Provide for them. Beyond just material things, as much as we need, we do need, all of us need money even those who have money need more money because there are things they want to do there are better things yes they feel they need to do so we thank you that you will provide yes that new thing thank you father for providing for them that they may be able to provide for those that you have placed in their life as their responsibility their children thank you spirit of god their home their family bless them increase them provide for them open doors for them i prophesy into your life that in this coming year, you will be increased. You will grow. You will develop. You will multiply. You will break forth, yes, into new territories. The grace and the goodness of God will continue to minister to you. You will flow like a river. Heaven will pour you out for the healing of the nations. Father, we thank you that the heavens will open upon their life, that your rain will fall upon any aspect of dryness, ah, that there will be indeed a bringing forth. Lord, are there areas in their life that needs to be trimmed? 
yes, as the vines are trimmed, that they may bring forth more good fruit in 2020. Father, trim them, but trim them, oh God, in a way that they will realize and know that it is you and not the devil, because that's what makes the difference. Thank you, Father. I bless you, oh God. Holy Spirit, continue to minister to them. May your peace that transcend, that surpass all human wisdom and understanding, garrison their heart and their mind. May they not go into the flesh. May they not allow the enemy to shut them down in this month, or in this period of celebration. Because that's what the devil does in this period. He shuts many of us down spiritually. May they not be shut down. May they keep their engine, oh God, working, oh God. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for their life. Thank you. May they use this time to go back and just refresh themselves in terms of some of the things that we have said before, we've learned. I thank you for their life. Thank you. And thank you for our ministry. Thank you for opening new doors for us in 2020. Thank you, Father, for touching lives to be a blessing to us in this coming year, oh God, so that the things we need to do can continue to be expressed with less pressure. Thank you, Father. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, friends, thank you so much once again for connecting with me. It's always a great honor and a privilege for you to have people who believe that they, you have something to say, you have something to offer to them. I really do want to appreciate every one of you for believing in me, for believing in the message, in, in this uh, uh, sharp voice. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Yes, we want to continue to be a voice of truth, speaking the heart and the mind of God. All right, it's it's not an easy thing to do that because you 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 lose many friends. In fact, I can't remember when last I you know can say that I've got friends out there. Yes, there are there are people we connect to in in the ministry, colleagues, but very few friends because the things that we say are not popular. We'll continue to declare these things. But I thank God for those people like Brother Steve that will always encourage me. Amen. Continue to be the voice of God that you are. Continue to speak truth. Amen. That's a good encouragement and I appreciate it, Brother Steve. All right. So we thank God for this beautiful day. We've come to the end of today's broadcast. And um, what I want to begin to do from now till at least towards the end of the year is to just um, kind of bring our mind back to some of the things that we have done before. So I don't think I'm going to be saying some anything new, all right? Uh, even though many of the things that you're going to be hearing, you'll be, you'll be discover that they will sound new to you, all right? So I will either, you know, repost maybe some things that I feel has touched my heart or will maybe kind of help you further in what God is doing. Alright, just to encourage you. So that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be reposting some of the things that we've done. We've looked at email, even messages. Alright, so if you see me repost another message that we've talked about, you know, please just look at them again. If there's, a, if there's a message I would like to look at again before we finish the year, is those teaching we did on Jezebel. Wow. I mean, 
it's like we finish the stitching and you just see that spirit just unleash yourself on the nation of America. And we're seeing that also happening here in South Africa. So you can see our messages are not just limited to us, family, but it deals with national, global issue. That's why we raise leaders in, 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 in this platform. It's very important. But I thank God for the kind of number of people all right, that are listening and are following us. The, and that's why we want to record and upload our messages on our podcast platform because you'll be shocked people i mean the last i was checking my stacks in one day we had close to 36 people from america just listening 36 people i was i was shocked to my bones so we we, we we're impacting life and that's why we're asking you to please try maybe consider praying next year can i contribute to what this man is doing all right it could just be as as little as 100 rand every month say okay just to contribute to what you're doing it will go a long way as much as i don't like putting a tag but i mean 100 rand could be the least anybody can give so whatever you want to give all right you can do that if you if you want to know how to do that it's easy you can just do that through my account all right and uh, two years ago i think i posted my account on facebook and somebody saw it and god used this lady so, but um, hopefully, I don't know if I'll do that again. But if you want to, you can ask me. All right, and even if you want to give from outside Nigeria, outside, excuse me, if you want to give from Nigeria outside South Africa, you can still do that. All right, whatever you give will go a long way. Remember, I'm into this full time. I don't have any other job. I don't have any other work. This is my work. This is my core because that's what God, the Father, has committed into my hands, and we're changing lives. You know, somebody came to see me. Uh, two days ago, three days ago, was it three days ago? All right, and we had this long session of counsel. Came with somebody else. I don't want to mention, but when they finished, they blessed me, and the Lord dropped in my spirit. Say, okay, this seed has been given to you. Sow it back into the life of this other person that this man of God came with, and I did, and that was it. That's my life. I live by faith, <laughs> not by sight, and I'm sure they were shocked. Yes, that's how we move. We track things by the Spirit. So we don't live based on to meet our needs. We live based on obedience. So you want to believe the Lord to touch your heart to say, okay. I mean, I've got a church in Nigeria that is paid all the way from Nigeria paying their tithes to me. A church. The Lord spoke to the man of God. He says, okay, you, you pay your tithe to this man in South Africa. Can you believe that? And that was when I was even hammering on men of God who are, who, you know, are taking advantage of the issues of tithe. I believe in tithing, but I believe that people must do it by the guidance and the leading of the Spirit. You don't force people to do it. You don't pounce on the head of your members to do it. No. Let them do it because they're connected. They love. They want to do it. And this man of God, so and by the time we convert their tithe, maybe sometimes 300, 400, but it goes a long way. Beautiful. I love it. And I thank God for such a man that God, you know, can minister to. So that's what we do. We live by faith and not by sight. And that's why you see most of our material, we don't charge for it. We don't charge for, our, for the downloads of our audios, for our writings. They're all free. Freely have you given. Freely. Freely have, freely have you received. Freely give. And that's, that's a principle that we're following. So thank you so much for all of, all of you that have been supporting, encouraging in words. Amen. Your seed. Amen. The Lord knows you and I know you too. God bless you. Really appreciate it. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Please uh, just follow me. I'm going to be sharing some things. I'm, I'm going to be posting some of the things that we have 
dealt with in Tampas. I'm not sure if I'm going to come back in to broadcast. I'm not sure if, if I'm going to do that. But if I do, that would be because I've been led to do that. But if you don't see me broadcast till maybe towards next week, then it's fine. Just know that all is well. Amen. All right. And uh, I also need to just maybe so take some few days off just to relax myself. All right. But uh, remember in this work, there are no off seasons. We'll, we'll continue to track the voice of God and the mind of God. So thank you once again, everyone, everybody. Love you all. Thank you, Apostle uh, 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 Andre Becky. Thank you for connecting this morning. Really appreciate you. My dear brother, Matiram Ineto uh, Boysen, thank you. Really appreciate the fact that we've connected in the spirit. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Sister Miriam, thank you so much. Amen. God bless you. My dear Sister Shola, amen. Cotton, God bless you. Really appreciate it. Amen. Man of God, uh, Gregory, thank you so much sir, for connecting. And my dear sister Tina, thank you too. Amen. Man of God, uh, Gerald uh, Sumani, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for connecting. I really appreciate your heart. Amen. I, I can pick your heart. Really do appreciate it. Thank you for connecting. Thank you for watching. Amen. And uh, Brother Steve, thank you, sir, for connecting. Really appreciate Nice to have you connect this morning. And Famine, who connected September 1st this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Have yourself a wonderful, lovely Sunday morning. Amen. Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you. Amen. Bye-bye.